This episode of Dissecting Dexter is dedicated to all those who sadly lost their lives during the recent Hurricane Sandy. And my thoughts and best wishes go to all those affected. Hi everyone and welcome once again to a conventional Dissecting Dexter. I'm Gareth Watkins and I've had a week off, although the podcast hasn't and my eternal gratitude goes to our good friend Travis Shefflin for stepping into my shoes for a week and uh, keeping the podcast going and, and covering very effectively uh, episode ooh, blah, blah, episode 5, Swim Deep. So thanks very much Travis, you did a great job. I've had lots of good feedback and people certainly seem to enjoy the uh, the change of pace for the podcast and uh, change of style and, and your very unique and um, an earthy <laughs> earthy style went down a treat. So um, so thanks very much. Much appreciated. So, yeah, I've had well, it's been two weeks since I last spoke to you. As I said, I had a week off for a holiday. It was half term here uh, for the schools, which meant all the schools were closed for a week. I don't know if um, if you guys in America, if the kids there get get a week off for school, sort of mid mid autumn. Um, but uh, I took the week off work, and and we all bundled off to the east coast, only about three quarters of an hour up the road from where I live. We we stayed near uh, a small town called Filey uh, at, uh, at one of these big holiday camps, holiday parks, uh, just jam-packed with <laughs> with big static caravans. Um, although we were sort of on the edge of the park and it wasn't too packed where we were, uh, it was quite busy, obviously, with it being half-term, lots of holiday makers, lots of families um, and sort of older couples, I guess, uh, these sorts of places attract those demographics. Uh, but it was it was perfect for us really. We had we had our own caravan, of course, and uh, it was ample for the four of us. And uh, it was bloody cold though. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were st- a stone's throw from the sea, and and the uh, the the autumn wind was was whipping in there off the North Sea, and it was a bit cold. Uh, we had the heating on almost all the time, and it was windy. By God, we had to wrap up every time we went out. But I don't mind that. I don't mind getting wrapped up against the cold and, and getting all snuggled in in the evening with the fire on and sticking an extra duvet on the bed and being all nice and, <laughs> nice and warm and snug. Um, we had a really busy week. Uh, the kids loved it. We loved it. Just spending time with the kids is, is such precious time. Uh, they're at school full time now and... Um, we miss them. My wife especially misses them, and because uh, she's up until recently she's been a full-time stay-at-home mum, and uh, uh, she, she's just started going back to work now. The kids are at school, so um, she misses them terribly. And uh, so we we really enjoyed just spending quality family time. And I'm sure anyone listening who uh, is a family man or woman uh, uh, can empathise with that. Uh, we did all sorts in the week, um, all sorts of activities, and, and kept really busy. Just, just a brilliant week. So, back into uh, back into work this week, and uh, I managed to keep up with Dexter last week. I did watch Swim Deep on the usual day. Uh, I watched it on the Monday, and uh, it was it was a good episode. It was a change of pace. I did send in some brief feedback 
to Travis last week for his show. Um, it wasn't as intense as, as the first four. And I guess, as I said to Travis, it, it's it's hard for them to maintain that level of intensity that they'd sort of raced out of the stalls with at the beginning of the season. Um, but that said, uh, episode four marks the end of the first act of the season. If you split the season up into three acts, um, then that scene with Deb and Dexter in the car at the crematorium marked the end of, of the first act. And uh, so episode five was the start of setting the pieces, uh, setting the table ready for um, sort of the build up through the middle acts of the season. And, and uh, it very much felt like that as indeed did this latest episode do the wrong thing. But we're going to be getting into that. Um, which really sort of brings me nicely uh, to this week's, or the meat and potatoes of this week's podcast. Uh, if you follow the show on Twitter or Facebook, um, I have mentioned that this week will be slightly different. I'm going to be doing... Uh, I've got a couple of guests coming on to chat about the episode and also to go over the season so far. Uh, now that we're halfway through. So I've got two very special guests joining me. I shall be introducing them very shortly. And uh, we're going to be going over the episode, the season so far, and also your feedback. So this is Dissecting Dexter covering season seven, episode six, Do the Wrong Thing, written by Lauren Gussis and directed by Alex Sakharov. Original air date, 4th of November, 2012. Here we go. Right, okay, I'm here with Travis Shefflin from California, who you will all know from uh, his regular contributions to the podcast and... My eternal thanks for him for stepping into my shoes last week and, and guest hosting the podcast. How are you doing, Travis? Oh, excellent. Well, no, considering what we have to talk about today, not very excellent, but I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. And Keith, uh, Heath? Heath, yes. I'm happy. Yes, yeah, so obviously I've, I've no idea what you're referring to, but uh, obviously I do know Heath. Heath is here with us. Heath Solo from the Film List and Pobsarage podcast, who has guested with me on a couple of occasions in the past. Hi, Heath. Hey, Gareth. Thanks for having me today. It's good to talk some Dexter with you. It is indeed. It's been a while. I know you, you were um, lagging behind the show a little bit, or else we'd have had you on sooner, but um, I understand from your messages on Twitter that you're very excited about this season and enjoying it so uh, looking forward to getting your thoughts and uh, specifically about the latest episode Do the Wrong Thing so let's waste no time and, and, and crack straight on because it was um, an episode not without its talking points we had uh, well let's, let's just have a think we had Quinn stealing evidence to help Isaac out of jail we had Batista threatening to retire well not threatening but considering retirement we had uh, the rather sad moment of Deb kicking Dexter out of her house we had Hannah taking Dexter an orchid um, Deb going on a date I don't think I've forgotten anything have I Travis? Um, 
LaGuerta, anything going down with that? Right? No? LaGuerta talked to Deb. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Now I'm trying to remember. (laughs) They touched on that. Um, I don't think there was anything else important that happened, was there? No. (laughs) Of course, I'm joking. No. Let's (laughs) let's deal with the elephant in the room, shall we? Let's get it out of the way. (laughs) Uh. Yes, the final scene. Um, It wasn't a massive surprise that they got it on, was it? Um, I, I think maybe we... I don't know if we were expecting it to happen quite so quickly. I don't know. It was almost inevitable, wasn't it? it you, you predicted it um, on our season preview show, and it wasn't such an outlandish prediction, but um, accurate nonetheless. Uh, let's let's get... Um, can I get your reaction first, Heath, before we go to Travis? Because I, I know Travis has a very strong opinion on this. Um, sure, sure. Uh, well, as Donald said on Twitter, our good friend Donald, uh, said, Lumen 2.0, but it's for different reasons, where Dexter saved, saved Lumen, and kind of that was kind of a different thing. We think uh, Hannah has, based on what the writer has said uh, in this episode, believes that she did more killings, and when, she te- when she's on the table and tells Dexter do what you got to do. That was the big trigger. And so I was expecting Dexter not to kill her, of course. You know, she was wrapped up and all that. She wasn't scared. Uh, Dexter has an attraction to her, and they're setting up, of course, now with the writer who thinks she did it, dating Deb, and now Dexter and Hannah. So they're setting up this whole, of course, uh, Bonnie and Clyde of the serial killer uh, <laughs> adventures. I uh, it, it w- I saw it coming. It, at first, I'm like, you know, they were setting up, is she trying to poison Dexter and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you saw this coming. <clears throat> I'm a big uh, Strahovski fan there, Yvonne from Chuck, and just a big fan of her, so I'm glad she's on the show. Uh, I, I, you know, I... I don't know, as much as I, I like their chemistry, I, I, I just don't know with what I had in mind going into the season and what they're doing, I'm kind of like wishy-washy at where, where is this going to go? That's my big question. And so I'm kind of just going to let it play out, but I'm, it's interesting, but it just seems like what they built Dexter up to be it's really taken a turn, and is that just, his character growth, or is it just we got a few more seasons, or one more season, or one and a half more seasons, and we got a? I thought it was going to go in a different direction. How they kind of fooled us in the first episode of the season, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But I just thought the series would go in a different way. So I'm a little, I'm a little undecided at this point. Even though here in the U.S. we elected a president last night, I'm still undecided about that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair position. I mean, it's it's only just happened. You could argue let's let's give them a chance, see where they go with it. Um, Travis, let, let's come yes. to you. And, and what was your immediate reaction? All right, man. Okay. Well, my immediate reaction, Keep man. It clean. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother! No, it was like I didn't know. Like, okay. 
it's so hard for me to say anything because one, as I, I, I stated maybe off this recording, that you know I've I've, I've kind of gotten over it because it's been uh, three or so days. Uh, so I mean I'm kind of not esteemed as I was. It would have been a lot more interesting had we done it like immediately then, man, because I I would have been uh, un unnegotiable. Uh, but man, I watched that shit and that whole last scene. It like offended me, and I hate being so self righteous about that. And I just really hate to do that. But like, it's just because we all knew what was going down. We all called it since like summer, and it was just wasting our fucking time. Like, okay, really? We, do we expect Dexter's actually going to kill this girl right now? You know, we know she's going to be in it for at least the end of this season. Some people say that they've heard that she'll be here until next season. So the whole scene, I knew what the, we knew what the fuck was going to happen, man. <laughs> And it was just like, oh, and I had this like feeling in this pit of my stomach, like, don't do it, brother. And then when he stuck the needle in her neck, I was just offended. Like, don't pretend. Do not pretend. And, uh, so, like, after the episode aired, I was, like, pacing around my house, just, like, <laughs> looking at my dog. Like, what are you looking at? Like, I was just, I was upset. Uh, and the reason I was upset, see, now we have to, like, break it down. Like, why was I upset? And I know that a lot of people were upset by it. And people like Heath were ambivalent towards it, I guess. There's some people who love the shit out of it. And I don't think I'm upset because of uh, the, what, what is that called, the titillization of it or whatever. Like, it was overtly sexy and whatnot. I don't think I'm upset by that. I've stated that Yvonne Strahovski is a beautiful woman. I'd love to see her naked at all times. <laughs> um, so I should be happy, right? But the thing is, this whole, I think what gets me upset and what makes me not look forward to the future, and tell me if this is crazy talk, is that like we... Whether or not she becomes a genuine love interest or if Dexter comes to, like, regret this, like, oh, fuck, I should have done whatever, uh, it's all shit we've done, we've seen before. And the whole the rest of the series, when, as far as Hannah's concerned, is going to be predicated on a mistake that Dexter's made before. I mean, has Dexter learned nothing from the past? I mean, he's befriended a serial killer before and not killed them when he had the chance, and that got his wife killed, and it also got his son kidnapped. Uh, he's interfered with police investigations and lied to Deb about it. And that always gets him in hot water with, with the police department, as well as getting his wife killed and his son kidnapped. Um, in three different seasons, Dexter's decided I can't have friends. I'm going to work alone. And then here he's doing it again. And it's, and it's, I think what Heath, when you were talking, you at, you questioned, well, maybe this is character development and it's not, this is the same shit. He's been over three times. I'm not watching a show about some serial killer. Who's like, trying to become a human or maybe he's not he's not learning anything he uh, okay i'm not going to say the r word i was going to call dexter a retard but i'm better than that so dexter's a, a dumbass he's a dumbass and i don't like it mm. he's this just is fired up yeah i'm telling you man i'm getting steamed uh <laughs> wow it was just like what yeah who and then now this i i can't really uh this is more <clears throat> an, of a would it be subjective, objective? I don't know. This is more of a personal thing for me. I don't expect anyone to be swayed by this. But on the kill table, that's like the mecca of Dexter. That's where all roads lead to, you know? And it's like, you. this is the, a holy place, Dex. You can't bang a girl on a kill table. Ugh, and the way he just like, he makes sex look so undignified. I've never wanted to, It felt like I was watching it with my mom and she wasn't even in the room. Like, ugh, so uncomfortable. Like, he's all on top of her grunting and like... <laughs> Ugh, like, oh, Dex, brother, what do you, leave this to the professionals. Oh, you know, and it's just like, all right, cut. You know, he takes his shirt off, and we're like, all right, we know this is going. You can cut. 
No, it's all right. I don't need to. Oh, fuck. And he, it's like we watch him like finish. Like, oh, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> it's just the worst. <laughs> oh, oh man. And so, like I said, I don't even know if I've explained myself. And I think part of also what upsets me about this is like, and it's it's hard for me not to become some sort of armchair critic because you know. When when there's a critic talking and he's a bad critic, he'll always say things like, "If I would have done it, I would have done this," you know. And I'm, I don't want to. I want to try not to do that because that's not good. I have to like criticize it based on what was there. But I just feel like, despite the fact that I know that the writers have some grand scheme, everything's going to tie up, of course, or it should. Maybe I shouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt. These guys did make season six, after all. Um, perhaps. Oh, wait, wait. I lost my train of thought. See, that's how fucking pissed I am. <laughs> uh, oh, I feel like I didn't need this story. Because uh, we have so much other stories going on that were I, what you'd call like groundbreaking or something, right? Like, uh, Deb was supposed to be still freaking out about her brother being a serial killer, and now she's trying to, like, be the middleman between Dexter and LaGuerta, you know, trying to play that little balance. You've got LaGuerta reinvestigating the Bay Harbor Butcher, kind of. you got Isaac Serko who wants to murder Dexter with his own hands. We haven't seen that since uh, the the Skinner, and that was like a two-episode thing in season three. Uh, we had Lewis going on. You know, that was, we you know, unarguably a letdown. Disappointed. We had all these news stories that were interesting. We had Quinn being a dirty cop, which is really something we haven't seen at all before. We saw him steal money. In season three, we heard he was a dirty cop, but didn't see any dirty business going on. Uh, we had all this shit that was so cool and so interesting, and now it's the same old bullshit. Oh, well, fuck, here we go. Dexter, if he if he's not falling in love, he's got some conflict of interest going on again. Letting Dexter, bro, when have you let your dick do your thinking? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you ever notice how the word doing is spelled like doing? doing I don't know. That's yeah. just doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, uh, and so, <laughs> and not only that. Uh, I'm, I'm just spinning this into the whole episode. You got Deb getting another boyfriend. We've seen this shit before. It, it, Deb, do you not... Are you not attracted to Dexter anymore? Did you just give it... I mean, I know everyone wanted them to drop that, so maybe we should be happy. But I didn't want them to drop it so much as, like, weasel their way out of it. Figure out a way to get out of it. Don't just drop it. Like, you know, I, I guess I'll date somebody who's not my brother if I can't have my brother. That's, like, what she's doing. D- would Deb even have time for a boyfriend? Being a busy police lieutenant, uh, yeah, I'll, would I'll she even wa- <clears throat> yeah would she even want a boyfriend right now? Considering all she's got on her plate, it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And this episode was written by Lauren Gusis, and I've always had a stigma against her because she wrote the first batch of those Dexter early cuts, which I hated. I hated those early cuts because they they all like contradicted like the canon that the show had, and I was like. Argh. Travis, there's something else as well they said on the Dexter Wrap-Up podcast this week about Lauren Gussis in that uh, she is invariably the writer that gets the job of writing the episodes that have the uh, uh, the, the, the love scenes. So the, uh-huh. the Dexter uh-huh. Lumen love scene in season five, she's she's the one. I, I haven't listened to the podcast yet because <laughs> I, I am just a little pissed and I don't, I'm afraid if I hear Yvonne Strahovski talk, I'm just going to hold her accountable for like, you ruined this. <laughs> Uh, I haven't listened to that, but yeah, see? See, I don't like this Lauren Gooses woman. I don't yeah. like her. If I Maybe you should take a walk for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, telling, I was telling Gareth, uh, I won't give spoilers, but 
Sunday night's episode. Yeah, don't of, spoil, us, please. Yeah, well, Sunday night's episode of Walking Dead was pretty depressing as well, and so that just ruined. Yeah, the I haven't seen it yet, so yeah. Nope. Mm. Well, here, no, no, so don't mention it. No matter what you try, no matter when, no matter how hard you work, I'll always be a step ahead of you for one simple reason. And what's that? I own you. Dissecting Dexter. Well, I've got some thoughts about the, uh, the the love scene and the whole sort of setup of Dexter and Hannah, and it it largely centres around Dexter being an unreliable narrator. In that he's he's always we've never been able to place complete faith in what he tells us because he's always harped on about being a monster, um, being this this cold, empty monster, and, and we've seen so much evidence over the years, even from season one, where we've seen that he's not, and that he just doesn't recognise it or acknowledge it. So let, let's take him as let's accept that he's an unreliable narrator. So we can't take everything he says as um, as gospel. So all, all he's going on about killing Hannah um, in in the last episode or so, yes, she fits the code, but he'd sort of promised Deb not to deliberately derail any active police investigations anymore and here he is preventing Hannah from being found out so in light of their uh, doing the um, doing the deed <laughs> was, was that Dexter there making sure that she stays off the police radar so he can quietly kill her himself or was it to protect her because he actually likes her let's look at it this way if, if Dexter was just an ordinary uh, a normal red-blooded male and he goes on a date with an attractive woman they both fancy each other they have a connection and they have sex in any other situation would we be up in arms about it um, Dexter's fancied Hannah from the first time they met remember him fumbling with the swab then his comments I think the episode mm-hmm. after about her legs uh, and judging by the look she's given him, uh, I'd say she liked him too. So, uh, oh yeah, and she goes to his apartment with a plant. I mean, who does that unless you fancy the person? Um, certainly under these circumstances. So they like each other, right? Um, Dexter always presumes his dark passenger is king. So in his voiceovers, he's talked about wanting to kill her. But actually, I... I wonder if he was probably misinterpreting his feelings. His urge, I think, was possibly always more of a sexual one. Uh, when she came round to his apartment with the plants, his voiceover said something like, I should ask her to leave, and then he invites her in. So he has this conflict between, well, putting it crudely, conflict between his dark passenger and his normal male libido, but because we're in Dexter's world, it got so far as to have her on the kill table before his penis won. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've given it a lot of thought since since watching the scene, and um, my, my initial reaction was not as strong as yours, Travis, probably closer to, to Heath's. Um, it was possibly more negative than Heath's. I, I, I was thinking, oh, God, no. Um, and you're right, he, he's... Um, He's uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The kill table. He's um, like you say, it's his ritual. It's it's sacred, and he's he's desecrated it. Um, but uh, the, the more I thought about it, I could kind of see how it could come about, and I, and I wasn't as I wasn't as concerned about it as 
I was initially. Or <laughs> I watched it um, with, with my wife last night. Watched it a second time, and uh, her initial comment was, "That was stupid." Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so life, she man. was pissed off as well. <laughs> well, I think Gareth too is when when Dexter has someone on the kill table, he's usually he gets to that point where he's just so ready to, to kill it for what they have done. And I think because he had more time with her holding the giraffe and doing things and with his attraction, I honestly don't think Dexter was, okay, I, I got to kill a person who's a killer. That's his code. All right. He just, it didn't seem like that. Like he, you know, showed her the, the snowfall and everything, and it was, it was all romantic, and then, of course, he injected her with the, you know, the uh, his, uh, his favorite dick. needle. Uh, but uh, it, it just didn't feel like, even as an, as an audience member, whether I agree with it, the storyline or whatnot, just as a, an audience member, it didn't feel right that he should kill her there. I just, for me, it was just like, I, I just don't see it happening. And so I was shocked that he stuck the needle in her and put her on the kill table, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to do that. So I haven't really had, I just watched it yesterday, actually, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to think it through. Um, I can understand the frustration uh, with, you know, diehard Dexter fans and the way things have gone. Um, I, maybe, you know, just trying to play devil's advocate, maybe the whole Lumen thing, as much as he doesn't want to say, really screwed him up because he thought he and Lumen were going to be like this team. And maybe Dexter, with Deb now, kind of throwing him out and not being the same relationship. He, Astor and Cody, well, thank God, are, are with the grandparents. Harrison hasn't been around. Uh, maybe he just honestly just is so alone that he, I guess he just... Maybe he does want to find someone to trust again to take the place of Deb or take the place of his former, you know, Rita and all that. Now, the way it was executed maybe wasn't the, the greatest way, but I, I think for once or maybe for twice, <laughs> uh, Dexter is at a point where I think he's confused and he's going to slip up. And I think um, early in the season, Debbie might even, they might have touched upon it where, you know, well, yeah, how he was in that picture where he said, no, no, I didn't make a mistake. Dexter is making slipping up, and he's making mistakes, and maybe this is why th these types of decisions, as much as we want to think Dexter is A-plus, he's living by Harry's code and doing everything to the T, he he's he's making mistakes. The fact that uh, the Ray Stevenson character, they tracked, you know, with, you know, with that guy's cell phone uh, he, that he killed to his boat, and he got found out he's making a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. And this is just another huge one. So is it inevitable that Dexter just finally is going to really screw up and be on the run, get caught? You know, so I'm wondering, this isn't the Dexter we we are accustomed to know, but, you know, is the relationship with Deb, the way it's fallen out and everything, is that is, is that the main cause? Is he still hurt from Lumen? You know, it's a lot of questions I pose to you guys to kind of maybe put aside the frustration of this season, which I'm with you. I've been very frustrated. But is it just poor execution by, you know, the writers and the, the creators, or is it 
you know, are they, do you think they're lost maybe with where to go with Dexter? You know, it's a lot of confusion, which isn't good as a viewer. Mm, see, my, my gut feeling is the writers know exactly what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, the, the, as, as I've talked about on the podcast uh, this season, the show has been treading water for a couple of years. Uh, we had that great Trinity season. Um, although it, it was a season that was not without its its weaker moments, weaker storylines. Um, but then we had two very mediocre seasons. Um, I think each had its its high points. I think season five maybe had one or two higher points than season six. Uh, and I did enjoy the... The, the journey of Dexter's character through season five. I know Travis hated Lumen with a passion, but um, oh, I, I, I appreciated some of the questions it had Dexter asking of himself and the place it put him in experiencing that. Um, and now they've had the game changer of Deb's discovery. They've been able to pull the trigger on all these storylines they've probably had in mind for maybe three, four, five years. Uh, yeah. so I think they've, they've, they're probably drowning in good stuff good storylines that they've had all these years to think about and not been able to do anything with. And maybe that maybe that could be a problem, that they've got too much uh, and maybe try to do too much. I, I don't know, time will tell. But um, I think at the moment I, I do have confidence in the writers that, um, that they have this plan. We know that the show is ending next year with season eight. So they've got, the, they, they've got these two years um, to, uh, to pace an appropriate finish you know um so so i'm not concerned in that regard travis do you have any thoughts about that no but i just had a i just had an awful thought about what might happen later i don't know if we want to save that for later but i just had an awful thought yeah i mean we we can um (laughs) i do too actually i do too and a lot of foreshadowing is going on in this series and i'm just uh anyway continue sorry okay well here's I, okay, I do have some. I think I have something to say. I don't know. Uh, the fact that that Dexter feels so connected with uh, Johanna over killing, over being a killer and enjoying killing. Uh, okay, let's never mind the fact that uh, Hannah killed her husband, or Dexter suspects her of that. Hannah, I don't. Dexter isn't afraid for his own life when he's banging her. I don't. Know, or maybe that's what turns him on. I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, point is. They're bonding over killing, and I think maybe them just, like, fucking like that, like, undermines that. It just turns it into some, just some cheesy, uh, true blood romance or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I feel like the same way, but when season five, what I disliked about Lumen and Dexter doing their thing was Dexter was supposedly doing it all for Rita, supposedly, and then, you know, when he bangs Lumen, then it suddenly becomes about him. No matter what he says, it's not about Harrison or Rita. It was about him. And this time, um, you had mentioned something about, you know, maybe uh, Dexter's with, with Hannah in order to uh, replace Deb because no one's close to him now. But I don't know. He doesn't need to bang her to be close to him. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me sound like such a prude. But like, you don't need to have sex to have a good time. Maybe, maybe, maybe you do um, but it's just like them banging like that it's just he banged some girls in season 6 you know okay, like what so makes you're, it- more, you're more um, uh, at the, the the way they executed the way they 
boom, drop that bomb instead of yeah, like, just uncutting her and maybe holding her or, I mean, not to be, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess it's the sex part that is more kind of like Dexter, what are you doing versus the actual <clears throat> relationship with her then is what yeah. what's really bugging you. Nothing about that was good, man. It was like, yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I, I, I can, I can understand, you know, it, it's probably more for theatrics, I think than anything, but I, 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 whether I, you know, didn't have a problem with it or not, I understand why you have a problem with that. Because it just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't go with what we know, what, what Dexter does. It's just very dropping his guard and just doing something totally that's not within the character. And I can understand where devoted Dexter fans would just be like, what? And, I, and I'm wondering if it's just more theatrics for the episode to, hey, viewers, look what happened, versus... So I, I, I get wh- where you're going. You see, what what he did there was, I think, bottom line, he gave in to desire, didn't he? And that that is a human, a normal human failing. And becoming, quote-unquote, normal and human is, has long been one of his goals. I know he's... At some point, he he accepted that maybe he's he's never going to do that, but but maybe he is still progressing, um, and he's becoming more human, becoming more fallible, and making these mistakes. You mentioned about him making more mistakes and errors of judgment, perhaps. But Dexter has always wanted to share his life with someone who understands him and accepts him for what he is, and as it stands, mm-hmm. Deb stated that she can never accept it. And in season five, he tried and failed with Lumen because she didn't share his darkness. But here's Hannah, who, by her own admission, shares his emptiness. She could be a, a kindred spirit, but I think in terms of the trajectory of the season, I, I think <laughs> it's looking likely that she's going to be the bone of contention between Deb and Dexter. Yeah. Um, and, and I think also, Deb and Dexter's relationship is the crux of the season. Um, yeah. Because through, I, I think through Sal Price... The uh, the author Deb's going to be on Hannah's case, and Dexter will want to protect her. Maybe Hannah will even want to kill Deb, putting her at odds with Dexter, forcing him to choose sides. Uh, I, I have an inkling which way I think that will fall, but um, I, I think it's all setting up that that conflict. Sorry, Travis, you were going to say something. It's so unimportant, but I was just going to relate um, Hannah to Miguel Prado. You remember Dexter ended up killing Miguel because Miguel was out of control. And isn't that exactly what Hannah is? I mean, I suppose uh, Hannah hasn't murdered in 10 years or something like that. But I think, right, it was just so... Dexter didn't like the fact that Miguel killed innocent people. And that's what Hannah does. Wait, he could have banged Miguel if he wanted to. I don't know. (laughs) See, I told you it was so unimportant. It was just... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, she she fits the code. Well, I think the thing with Miguel was that they he direct Dexter was directly involved, and mm-hmm. things were spir- spiraling out of control. I think yeah, that was the, the main difference, and it had it affected him. Um, I just hope when the author there was talking about his blood spatter expert thinks it happened this way and Deb's defending Dexter like well he never gets anything wrong I just hope they don't just let that go because uh, that's a big deal it's Dexter messing up again or preventing 
you know, with a police case, which he promised Deb he would never, you know, mess up again or, you know. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with that because that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And did we get a pre- and correct me if I'm wrong, do we get a pretty big reveal in this episode that Deb realized that was Dexter behind the curtain there? And then, oh, yeah, and she finds out with Lumen a couple seasons ago <clears throat> where we thought she was going to finally confirm find out who he is but Deb yeah. let the killer go there um, I think that is important uh, not only that it was revealed but that Deb early on was letting a killer go because of the justified killings so I guess what people have the problem with Deb not just turning her brother in trying to that they did kind of set that up early on whether it was done right or not uh, they did show some, I mean, I guess if you found out one of your uh, relatives was a serial killer in real life, it'd be kind of tough to, but people do, when it comes to family, people they love, especially parents, they almost don't want, you know, some were just like, you're dead to me, some were like, they don't want to believe it, um, so, you, you know, I, it, it's tough to handle, especially with the Deb and Dexter thing with I mean, her whole world is now blown up, and, you know, because Dexter even says in a couple episodes ago, I'm still the same guy, and Deb's like, well, no, you're not, and, you know, so there's a lot of, it's a very complex story that it's very tough to do right, and it's, hopefully, it'll come together nicely, but um, I guess I, you know, I guess I was expecting more of it to happen in a scene like last season's finale, but then it go on to Dexter's on the run and maybe Deb is ready to catch him and lets him go and that's that's it and that's how the series ends or something mm-hmm. uh, because she's like, but now she knows so much that has totally changed the outlook of this series for me um, and it just has confused me a lot too. Yeah, all bets are off. But I'm I'm glad you you brought that up about um, about the discussion about Lumen and um, I, I, that was something I was a little bit disappointed with in this episode. I was I thought Deb was going to go. Oh, was that you behind the plastic? Yeah, and, and, and address that because that was a massive thing for her letting them go. Yeah, I, I, I would have expected some discussion there. I mean, maybe I, I mean they they break down these episodes in a writers' room, don't they? Um, you'd have thought one of them would have uh, said, "Look, we've got to have Deb, um, you know, at least swear about this <laughs> that she let her own brother go." <laughs> um, and, and it wasn't mentioned. They they focused on the fact that Dexter let Lumen um, live in Rita's house. Um, but that was a good. It was still a good scene, despite that. Um, Deb obviously horrified that that Dexter hooked up with Lumen. Um, and talking about it seems to bring out some real emotion in Dexter. Uh, and, and I was thinking, was he upset because Deb brought up Rita? Or upset uh, at remembering about how he lost Lumen? I don't know. But he, yeah. he, he tells Deb to go out and have fun, like she can just switch off. <laughs> but of course she can't. <laughs> she's, she's 
so heavily involved and she's already stuck her neck out for him, incriminated herself and committed crimes, for God's sake, aiding and abetting. And, and here he is telling her to let him worry about stuff like she can go and get laid and everything will be all right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's seriously underestimated her feelings and emotions, normal human ones, and underestimated her involvement. And she's understandably hurt and she just tells him to get out. I, th- I thought that yeah. was a good scene, and he's like, what? What did I, what did I say? <laughs> he just doesn't get it. Uh, Travis, did you have some thoughts on that scene? Yeah, uh, Deb should have been disgusted with, with Dexter, because um, he really did do a pretty shitty thing, moving uh, his his new uh, girlfriend into that house. Um, I, I, I'm actually... Well, I'm not going to defend anybody, but I did think it was kind of a stretch for... For um, Deb to assume that Dexter and Lumen were together, I mean, we know they actually were, but I mean, they didn't have to be because they didn't start out being together. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. I, I did think that was kind of a stretch for because how did it go down? Where Dexter just said something like, "Oh, I know she wouldn't. She's not going to implicate herself. It's all good," and that just made Deb go, "Oh, you only know that because you and her were doing it." I mean, that was kind of a stretch. Uh, I did fear. I don't know if I feared it anymore because I'm afraid that we have a um, a more evil Lumen in this season. But I did fear that Lumen's going to come back. Like, oh shit, they're going to bring <laughs> Julia Stiles back. I don't know if, if you held my feet to the fire and I had to choose who I'd rather want Dexter to be with. I feel like Lumen at least. No, I, I believe um, Yvonne Strahovski is a much better looking woman. But at least with Lumen, you know what you're getting. You know, it's like. She's uh, she she don't play games. She ain't no. She don't think she. Lumen knows her shit stinks. Unlike Yvonne Strahovski, just look at her all on the kill table. Oh, do what you gotta do. I don't give a fuck. Kill me. Whatever. Yeah. Well, she said about the emptiness she has inside. Maybe she feels like she's she's just treading water with her life. Maybe she's been waiting to meet somebody. She's been afraid of of getting involved. Um. She's she's a conflicted person just like Dexter is. Um, she has her own code, actually. Yeah, yeah. Now she didn't want to go on the date. She's do, doing her things, and now it's she's going against all. Like she didn't want to go on the date. She didn't, you know, she's going up against all her uh, things to keep her away from being who she probably really is. Her dark passenger. Yeah. So. Dad, now you know what, man. I think you're blinded by the Yvonne Strahovski light, man. And you said you were a fan of her. No, I'm not, not not blinded at all. I'm just I'm just not so outraged like you are. I mean, I I, I mean, uh, it has nothing to do with that. I when I watch TV, it doesn't matter who the actors are. I just go into, and I think there's more there's more to Hannah than just. You know, oh, he just had sex with her on the table, and how could he do that? I think there's a lot more there than just that. Yeah, oh, I mean, definitely. But I think you you make a fair point there, Travis, that that you might prefer Dexter to be with Lumen, as much as it pains you to say it. Um, she, of the two women, I think she's definitely the safer person for your own personal health. <laughs> I think Lumen's yeah. not going to stick a knife in your back while Well, we sleeping. also have major history with Lumen, too, where we saw her whole arc for a season, and Hannah, really, what, hmm. kind of two episodes we've seen? Yeah. We haven't seen much of her. Yeah. We just hear what happened when she was 15, so we still don't know a lot about her. We're looming. We got a whole arc, 
and it was like thrown at us. I mean, she was, we saw, we sympathized with her because she was being held captive and she had a rapist and she wasn't a murderer. And she kind of became a revenge, I guess, revenge killing or whatever, and then mm-hmm. stopped when it was done. So there's a lot more to go on. And no, looks has nothing to do with it. Julia Stiles and Yvonne Strahovski, <clears throat> pick whatever one you want. This isn't, mm-hmm. you know, a beauty contest. It's all about the characters and stuff. And I just think we haven't seen enough of Hannah. I think Hannah's going to be, she seems to be more of a cold-blooded killer who's trying not to, but we're going to see her unleashed. She's, I think, more going to be more of a monster than Lumen was, but there was a reason, we saw the reasons for Lumen, because, I mean, the woman was brutally raped, and a lot happened, so we're going to side with her more than, but she might be more broken than Hannah. I mean, there's so many different things if you really want to take part these characters. Um but, I mean, I, 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 don't, I think it's apples and oranges. Not necessarily the way Dexter might be acting. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's totally different, two different situations. Yeah. Well, see, I you think. just... Oh, I'm sorry. Gareth. So I, I was just, just going to oh, say the problem with Lumen um, and her relationship with Dexter was that um, she, she had this dark passenger uh, of her own and it essentially went away and it wasn't good for her to continue to be around Dexter with his darkness that wasn't going to go away. Although she mm-hmm. might be potentially a good influence on him, um, she couldn't risk being around that and, and, and backed away. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think it was, it was, it was never going to be, was it? This is the Dissecting Dexter Podcast. It helps me control the chaos. I was just going to say, uh, in regards to something Heath said about, he was describing um, how he interpreted Hannah, and he, I think he said something about, uh, you know, she is like a cold-blooded killer, and she's trying not to be, that's why she had this code or whatever. But I, I don't really see that. I mean, I, I feel, because we're already six episodes, we're about to be on the seventh episode in, and like Hannah's just some... Uh, what would you call two dimensional character or something? Uh, she doesn't. Why should I care about her? Why why should I uh, want Dexter to be with her when all I know is that she is just this killer? I mean, if we're to assume, unless there's some twist, if we're to assume that Hannah did kill her husband and that old lady, uh, I don't think Hannah wants to stop. I just don't think Hannah gives a fuck. Why should I? Why should the audience want be happy? Like, oh, Dexter found someone who's like him. I don't. I don't ever see her wanting to stop. Like I'm. Tr- I mean, I don't see that in the show. I didn't. I didn't get that feeling that she wants to stop killing. I just think she kills anyone that's in her way to get what she wants or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even looking at who I want. Who I want Dexter to be with. I could care less about the shipping part of it. Um, I just think that yeah, we're six or seven episodes in. But she, what if she pop up episode three or four and she had two scenes in her first? So we we so as a viewer actually. I don't even see any viewer really rooting for her to be with Dexter because we haven't seen enough of her. You know, right. she's probably not the perfect one for Dexter. Um, I, I, I guess I'm just kind of waiting to see what really happens now, but I, I don't think she's going to be a long-term Dexter. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe things will change, but I maybe. But, but think about it. 
when Dexter has gotten emotional or how emotional he can get, he either screws up or is not right. Maybe in reality is as much as we love Dexter, he's a cold, he's a serial killer. And maybe he does need someone who's just like how he used to be or is, uh, just, just, he's a serial killer. I mean, I, I don't think we could forget that. He's, we, we like him and we humanize him and he's got a Harrison and all that, but he's a killer. So it's like Lumen, though she killed, wasn't a killer by trade, if you will. It, it, it was the circumstances. Well, I think Hannah is just a killer. And as much as, as fans, we don't want to see, you know, Dexter with the wrong girl or whatever, um, I mean, how many people were sick of Rita complaining for so many seasons? I mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, but, but Hannah's just a frickin', I think it's just probably, I mean, she has prevented herself maybe from killing that we know of. She's turned to rabbits, poisoning rabbits, uh, lately. But is, does it come down to, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but does it come down to when it all boils down to the end, they're both seri- they're both serial killers? They're both murderers, sociopaths, whatever. And, you know, it comes down, that, that that's how I'm starting to look at it after having the conversation. I'm like, as much as I love Dexter Morgan, he is a serial killer. So, I don't know. I, it, it's, I, I don't necessarily think there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, I think all of our opinions on this are all valid and, and have merit the way we see it. Uh, that's one thing I, I, you know, I don't ever like to say someone's opinion is wrong because it's it's an opinion and we do have a lot of facts of course and but we we can even interpret the facts differently uh i just think this season has confused me and and to really i'm glad i came out with you guys today because i'm really starting to think about the whole series and what has happened and it just i think was it I forget what season it was. What was the the season where Quinn was on to Dexter and then in the finale? Was that the Lumen season? Yeah, that was season Um, five. Season five, okay. Like, I was really, at the time, upset how they, yeah, they had, uh, how they just kind of, Quinn was fine. The way they wrapped it up like that, it was like, what? You know, so there's times in this series that I love it and I enjoy it, and there's times I'm like, Really? So I just don't know where this series is going. And, right. I, I, you know, this season's just been... And it's different, because last season I had to catch up, so I watched it in, like, three days. So it was so much different watching the whole thing, you know, evolve, you know, episode after episode. Now watching it week to week, maybe there's a reason why I had stopped. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think... I, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I just think what, it boiled, what it's boiling down to, this... Uh, if, as far as our differences of opinions, it's just like, we ha- I don't know, we have like a different philosophy or a different reason for watching the show. Like, you're willing to give this Hannah storyline the benefit of the doubt. You're like, oh, let's wait and see. And of course, I have no option but to do that. I'm, as much as I complain, I ain't going to stop tuning in. You'll never hear me say, I quit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just don't give a fuck. I don't even care. Like, I don't want it to continue because I, I, I think there's more interesting storylines going on. Uh, mm-hmm. you're willing to, you're willing to see like, well, let's, what's going to happen. And I just, I would prefer if I could, if I had it my way, which I don't, I'd prefer like, oh, just, let's not even just do this shit again. Cause I want to see what yeah. I want. I'd rather have some, a more personal story between Deb and Dexter. Yeah. Dexter. You know what? And that was very compelling. And that was what kept me going this season. And I am a little, I'm with you there. I, I'm, 
you know, I was really enjoying. It's like it's like the show Homeland. As much as there are other things going on, the two main characters, Brody and uh, Claire Danes' character, it, yeah, it, you're, you're focusing on that, and that is the big part of the show, and I'm just, like, so into that. And I'm okay with two characters. You know, I was okay with the whole Dexter Depp thing. That's what I was prepared for this season. So on the, the downside of it, Dexter getting a love interest and throwing this wrench in, it, I'm kind of like... You know, I would have been fine with the whole season being about Deb and Dexter, to be honest with you, because yeah. I just don't think 12 episodes or less is enough to, to get through this. Yeah. So, I, you know, is it a matter of trying to do too much? Like that one year where we had the LaGuardia Batista, some of those yeah. storylines, I, I was like you with the Hannah thing. I didn't care. I was almost fast-forwarding through those parts. Mm. They just bored the heck out of me. So I could totally understand. I do understand, especially we've seen this before. I mean, we don't know about the ending, but, you know, I do see that. And, and, and that part does scare me some that, uh, are we just going to, is it going to be Lumen 2.0, like Donald said, and we're going to see the same thing happen again? I don't know. Mm, I'm not uh, too worried. I, I, th- I think they're going to bring it back to Deb and Dexter. Um, well, I think we're, we're halfway through. If it, we, we talk, don't we, about uh, TV shows having seasons of three acts. Mm-hmm. And um, the end of the first act was Dexter killing Speltzer. And that, I called it a mesmerising scene with Deb and Dexter in the car, having that conversation at the end of the episode. And that, that, was, that was the show at its very best right there. And, and those first four episodes were just fantastic. I, I was... I was riding high, and, and, and the, the amount of feedback I got after that fourth episode was phenomenal. It was like a season finale amount of feedback. So it obviously mm-hmm. captured everybody's imaginations, got everybody's um, juices flowing. Um, and, and now we're sort of halfway through the, um, the second act. And, and, and these last two episodes, I, I talked a, a little bit in the intro uh, that I recorded earlier today, um, have, have been less intense. Uh, the pace has dropped, um, not the pace so much, but the focus has shifted a bit, um, and I think we're, we're we're they're setting up the pieces for the the latter half of the season. Um, so I'm not I'm not worried for the season. I think there's still some great stuff to come. Uh, I, I think I hope Hannah isn't just a plot device to create conflict between Deb and Dex so maybe she's going to be someone positioned that, that Deb's going to end up murdering uh, and, and so Deb almost en- ends up feeling what it's like to be in Dexter's shoes to, to murder somebody uh, as opposed to killing someone in the line of duty which you know we've, we've seen her do before uh, I don't know that you know that's that's one possibility um, we, I, I don't know if either of you guys have any more thoughts about that uh, I just had a quick. Oh, Travis, go ahead. But... Well, I was gonna. I, I was. Are you talking about the, the the whole episode or just the Hannah and Dexter? Me. Uh, what? what uh, okay, I'll just. Uh, you go ahead, Heath. I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was switching gears too because I think I, I'm starting not to like the Hannah and Dexter stuff. I'm like, oh crap! Wait a minute. That's one thing is I may have an opinion and then I listen to other people and then I start thinking I'm like oh gosh maybe they're right maybe they're right it's been, but uh it's been one murdered. you know you brought you brought up you did br- 
brought up, you know, the blinders with Yvonne Strahovski. And I will say, as much as I do a pretty good job with, you know, looking at the character, I am, I do root for Ray Stevenson, and I am blinded by my love for him for watching him on Rome. Oh, that's um, awesome. You know, but maybe because I'm bored with, a, you know, I love Masuka. I need, there was like no Masuka in this episode, and I'm a big Masuka guy. He cracks me the heck up. But you, you, you got to have him in dosage. He couldn't take over a whole episode. Yeah. But the whole Ray Stevenson, when he's, you know, but he's against Dexter, so it's like, ah, crap, okay, i got to root for Dexter. But I'm, I'm really interested, but I'm worried that they're foreshadowing, and I, 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 I thought this at the beginning of the season, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out to you guys there because I got a little time left. I have to hit this. Do you think this season Deb gets killed? I've considered that. I uh, I thought that it's definitely a possibility. Um, it's the uh, well, you know, the, I said that initially when she was freaking out about Dexter, but she seems pretty well adjusted about everything right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I previously had thought there ain't no way she can recover from this bombshell, you know? No regular person should be able to. But it's, if this episode's any indication, man, she, she don't give a fuck, really. Um, so, maybe she won't. But I, I could see that happening. I just, I just hate to see, well, I, you know, they do some, I mean, just the whole, like, scene with, uh, I think an episode or, the last episode it might have been, or two episodes ago, um, where Dexter's talking to, uh, what the heck is Ray, I'm sorry, Ray Stevens' Isaac. character name? Isaac Sarzo. Yeah. Isaac. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when he's talking to him at the prison, it, it, he's like, is this over? And he's like, no, this isn't over, okay? <laughs> I just feel like, and, and again, I might be watching too many shows and I'm mixing things, and I don't think this is from Dexter, but one of the, I forget which show I was watching, maybe Southland or somewhere, you know, or maybe it is this episode, when you go after someone, you don't necessarily kill them, you kill their your loved ones, and that can hurt them more. And I'm just like, is that going to be his plan? Because they made it a point for him to put the pieces together that Deb Morgan was his sister. And I just, I hate to say it, because I actually love Deb, and I hope she is in it to the end. And maybe it's a... You know, maybe they're setting up things for, like you said, bringing Lumen back. Maybe that's a final season thing where they kind of tie up every loose end. But we've been burnt before, Gareth, on stuff mm. like that. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just wonder, it, it, you know, it seems like lately on Dexter or pretty much, it used to be at the beginning of the series, it used to be like the episode before the finale to me, was more of a finale that more happened, but now they've been dropping that last scene bombshell, you know, Rita's death, and then, you know, everything that happens. So it's like, you know, Deb catching Dexter. So are they going to drop one of those bombshells in the last scene of the damn finale, something crazy, so we can just stew over it for a year? And I, I just, you know, it, I just hope they don't do something like that where they would kill Deb off. Like yeah. the, before the last season, I just can't see them doing it, but I can see them doing it. That's the yeah. problem. I think Deb's gonna be in trouble. She's gonna be in trouble from two directions, because she could well have Isaac coming after her, because uh, he looks likely to be getting out of jail sometime soon, thanks to our friend Quinn, who uh, instantly, uh, I, instantly I don't think he'll be surviving this. <laughs> but how ironic that he gets out because of Quinn. Yeah. And if Deb were to get killed, 
it's technically set up in motion by, well, more by Dexter, but, but then by Quinn, the people around her who she's been close to. I don't know. It's just like, or maybe they're trying to fool us, which I hope they are. I don't know. But then yeah, well, it's not just—it's not just Isaac. It's—it's it, it's Hannah as well that she could be under threat from because, as as we've talked about, Hannah doesn't just kill because she has to. She she kills when somebody gets in her way for whatever reason. And if Deb's the lead officer, trying to uh, um, I got uh, it. Pin some crimes on her. Um, I got it. Go on. She's gonna. Hannah's gonna kill the author, and then Deb's gonna kill Hannah. That's hey, what's I, I'd like that's to see that. That's my prediction. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I know. I hey, think maybe I could see that. And if Dexter's there, it's like he looks at Deb, and Deb's holding the gun at Dexter or whatever, and then it fades to black or something. I don't know. But and maybe I just that seems possible. Maybe all the perverts will get lucky, and uh, Deb and Hannah end up banging before uh, oh. she kills her too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in your I, dreams I, I, I just know that I don't want to watch the show I will but I don't want to I don't want to watch or see a show without Deb in it I mean no. exactly. for me from the beginning the two most important things about the show were Deb and Dexter and then Deb and Rita they've gotten rid of Rita and then the Rita's legacy the children are all gone so all there is left is Deb if they get rid of Deb what will the show look like without Deb did you kill all these people I did. You're listening to Dissecting Dexter. Are you... Are you a serial killer? Yes. Maybe a dark chase for... To find Dexter, you know? Yeah, 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 I don't know. Uh, And at which point, that wouldn't be the Dexter that I fell in love with. I mean, you know, I... Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. I wouldn't like to see Deb die, but hey, man, it could happen. Um, I just watched Dexter have sex with a woman on the kill table, so I believe in miracles. So yeah. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Yeah. I think if they do get rid of Deb, it'll be it'll be a, a final season event. Yeah, they can. Maybe even a uh, maybe even a series finale. And, and yeah, that that would have buckets. to be. I, I, yeah, you can't you can't get rid of Deb Morgan. You just she's, can't do it. She's the heart of the show. Dexter's you know, the main character, but Deb's the heart of it. You know what's funny is I before I started watching Dexter, there was a show on Showtime called Sleeper Cell, right. and they had a character on there that you know Travis is fired up. I was fired <laughs> up. I could not stand this character, this actress. I was so fed up, like she was awful, and. When I first saw Jennifer Carpenter and Dexter, you know, the way she was acting, I'm like, oh, my God, is this, you know, Sleeper Cell 2.0? But then, but it worked with her character, and then it just spiraled into, oh, my God, she's awesome, and that's the character. And so I was totally wrong, and I'm like, yes, all right, I love this. I love Deb. And then with last year and this season, I really, Deb is, like, becoming my favorite. And so I was so glad I was wrong about her. Because I was so like that sleeper cell, that one character just bugged the hell out of me. It just it got me under, you know, got under my skin. Because I mean, I was loving this show, and this one character was really making me cringe. Uh, but I'm very pleased where Deb has gone, and with her becoming, 
the cap or the lieutenant uh, with her dress. It was just such a great moment, and I just, I, I just really like Deborah Morgan, <laughs> and yeah. I like Jennifer Carpenter a lot. I mean, I think she's not given enough due. Uh, uh, she's done a great job, and she's come a long way as an actress with yeah. this character. Definitely. I mean, we've we've nearly we've all but covered the episode. Really, there were just a couple of other characters I I wanted to, to wanted to touch on. Um, just briefly, uh, Quinn. Um, obviously, the episode title was doing the wrong thing, and we saw Dexter arguably doing that, and we mm. also saw Quinn doing that. And, and I was just questioning his motivation um, in that how much does he really care about this Nadia girl? I mean, he never struck me in the past as the sort, the sort of guy to fall in love easily. Uh, I always described him as a bit of a bit of a dog, um, you know, always having an eye for the ladies. And, and he's risking everything for a girl he's only really just met, betraying his yeah. colleagues putting himself in the back pocket of the brotherhood and and I think that they've talked they've mentioned that they ha- he has some history with them that he's he's been in their been on their payroll before mm-hmm. um, they've had some hints of that so um I mean you could you could argue he's he's, he's just trying to save her life um but I don't know he, he's he's not seemed the most thoughtful person in the past mm-hmm. uh, and even this season he's not shown much signs of really wanting to change all right he gave that money back uh but i wouldn't go so far as to say this is an you know he's turned over a new leaf uh i don't know i just it just struck me that he was doing something quite drastic there um helping potentially to release this very dangerous man uh to to help a girl he's he's arguably only just met i, I don't yeah. know if you had any thoughts about that uh, i don't think it bodes well for the character of quinn anyway i, I don't think he's going to last yeah, I think character. Uh, I'm sorry, Quinn's characterization, I guess, has kind of been um, inconsistent. Because when you you do say he's a dog, and then I do agree with it, but then I also think of him as kind of a guy with a big heart. I mean, he really fell hard for Deb, and his whole wreck. You know, he was all wreck last season, and it was all an extension of breaking up with Deb. I mean, even when he was an asshole at Deb's housewarming party, you remember he was just like, "Deb, did yeah. you ever love me?" So I don't. know. I mean, he I, he has a big heart, I guess. I don't know. He has a big heart when uh, the story requires him to, and he seems to have fallen hard for this Nadia girl. Uh, she does kind of seem like a damsel in distress, right? She seems like yeah. uh, certainly, really, she is now. But even before then, she just seemed kind of like this sweet girl in a dangerous world. Um, I'm, I, regarding that Quinn storyline, I was just I'm, I'm not convinced it's that easy to derail an investigation. Like he stole the blood evidence, but is that it? Is he just going to get off because they don't have blood evidence? Like, didn't they already process that and everything? Like, do they... F- I don't know. I wouldn't know how it works. That just seemed, like, too convenient. Like, that just... The, you know, what, what do you call it? A MacGuffin or something? Just that you get this one thing and then everything's fixed? Just... You get that one yeah. swab? Yeah, but I guess if it came to court, then Isaac's defense could say, you found his blood at the scene? Well, let's see it. Yeah, you know, I guess, I guess you're it. right. Yeah. 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 Even though it's been logged. I said, oh, uh, we've lost it. Yeah. You know, cases have fallen apart for, for a lot less than that. Yeah, I mean, at least that's what you hear on the show. I, I'm not, I don't keep up with court TV or nothing, so I don't know how, how how often that stuff happens in real life. But if Dexter's any indication, people walk just because they didn't say yes when they got the Miranda rights, as if you have a choice to, about getting arrested or not. 
Like, hypothetically, could I just keep saying I don't understand my Miranda rights and not go to jail for all eternity? If I'm, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't understand. Do they do they sit on your chest and, and yeah. uh, you, uh, torture you until you do say yes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. You can't arrest me. I don't understand what you're talking about. Mm. Stick needles under your fingernails. Say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other the other thing um, from the episode that that I noted down really was uh, Batista. I thought that mm-hmm. was a nice little scene with Jamie, uh, and I got a big laugh about her uh, repulsion that Lewis was involved with hookers. So have you heard from Lewis? No, thank God. I mean, hookers, gross. Who does that? Gross. Do that, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And Batista's like, yeah, that's uh, wrong. Did okay. you notice how Jamie was eating? Watch that scene again, and look at how she uses her fork and knife. She uses it like like she's really used to chopsticks and doesn't know how to use a fork and knife. I don't know. Just watch it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she eats weird. <laughs> Uh, I didn't notice. I was a yeah. bit distracted. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Now I gotta go back. Yeah. yeah, like she like she's like sawing with her knife, or I'm sorry, with her fork. Like she's doing like two sawing motions instead of just with her fork. She's like with her knife too. Oh, you know what I mean? Like she's using her fork as like a knife at the same time. It's just like, what are you doing? Was she was she too busy thinking about her lines? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised at him making noises about retiring. Uh, I, I felt when Deb sort of shut him down, uh, was it last week, uh, with with his theory about the, the barman's suicide, um, I thought that writing might be on the wall for him there, that he might start thinking about retiring, that it just sort of loses all faith. Uh, but I, what's, I, I did note Masuka's line about every cop that retires is dead in five years. I wonder whether that was a bit of foreshadowing. I don't know. I hope not. I like Batista. I know he's not had, he's not really had anything really meaty to do, maybe ever, um, which is a great shame because I, I really like the character. <laughs> I think he's often been tragically wasted. I don't know. If yeah. Do you have any thoughts on yeah. that, Heath? Uh, what? I'm sorry. The Quinn character. Uh, Batista. Was... Oh, Bat- Oh, yeah, Batista. I love Batista, and actually, the one moment that really uh, hurt me was when uh, Deb had to lie to Batista. Yeah, that I that got me a little bit. I was like, ah, and he's just, you know. And then of course he talks about retiring, and Masuka blows it out of control, which is pretty funny. Uh, but I, I think they have they this, the show has had times where it just seems like they give Batista stuff to do. Um, this whole retirement thing could be kind of. With it, it building up through all he's been through, uh, I, I, I thought it was actually a good, some good moments with him about, you know, he hasn't moved up the chain, he's, you know, doesn't see his kids much, he's, you know, divorced, what, twice, and, you know, and, and he's just looking at his life about being alone, and that's one of the reasons why Deb calls the writer, uh, cause she's like, oh my god, you know, I don't want to be alone either, and, but, uh, she's very jaded, of course, but, They've all had their problems being cops on, you know. So yeah. I, I, it's a, it's minimal, but I do like maybe where they're going with Batista. At least give him something in the character sense that goes with his character to do. So um, I, I miss him working cases. 
Uh, you know, they were doing the thing when Quinn was early the season was going through his breakup with Deb and he was becoming, you know, a rock star, you know, getting driven to the scene and screwing up. Like, it was just like, all right, okay, gotcha. But uh, I, I just, I, I wish they would just maybe give Batista, I mean, work with that possible retirement thing and taking a look at his life, but give him, you know, do a murder of the week or something. At least give him some good police work to do, because that's what he's best at for me. Like, I like seeing him do police work. So I, I do miss that part of it, and I think he's been lost in the shuffle here from time to time. So I just hoping they get back to have Batista actually do some, some good, maybe, you know, whether it's a separate storyline or not, give him something, something cool to do so we can really root for him again. So yeah. that, that's just kind of what I, I'd like. I'm with Batista. you. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, is, is there anything else from the episode that either of you want to bring up? I'm good. Oh, I don't know. Travis? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we've covered it. Well, obviously, this, the end of this episode marked the midway point of the season, and I, I guess we've, I guess we've covered our feelings on the season so far. In that, I, th- I think we agree that those first few episodes were really good, uh, and the last, the last couple have, it's maybe started to, I don't know wane a little bit with, with the Hannah stuff that I guess we need to reserve judgment on and see where they go with it and trust the writers. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, we don't have a choice. No. <laughs> like it or lump it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, let, let's just, just look back on this half season. I mean, i ask the sort of cliche questions. What, what's been um, what's been your favourite moments in the, the season so far? Can I start with you, Heath? Oh, me on the spots. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if I have... I guess I have a couple of uh, good moments. Um, of course, the introduction to Ray Stevenson, him coming along. I like him killing that uh, that idiot on the boat that was messing with Dexter. Uh, uh, I know it was... I, I like the moment because it's Ray Stevenson, but... I know a lot of people had a problem with that's how they get rid of that storyline, you know, by just getting them killed by accident, you know. I thought, I didn't see it coming, so I was fine with it, but I understand how people could have problems with it. Um, Well, what I thought was my favorite, actually, what I thought was my favorite moment of the season turned out not to be was when we see Dexter race into the airport with a passport and going crazy. I thought he was going to be on the run, and I thought this was going to set in motion major, major stuff, and of course it wasn't. And so I was like, I was like, wow, they're throwing it in. This, oh my gosh. Um, I, you know, I guess the uh, that crazy guy who wore like the Viking helmet. I think. You know, that maze thing and with Dexter and Deb, I did like that. Um, you know, um, let me give, I may have one more thing, but, uh, move on from me because I gotta kind of think. I know there's something else and I can't really think of it right now. Okay. Uh, Travis, what, what have been your favorite moments? Uh, well, moments, I guess I could say almost any time Deb and Dexter were talking about Dexter's uh, life and and Deb was surprisingly calling Dexter on a lot of his bullshit. Um, you know, most recently about keeping Lumen in the house where Rita was killed, or 
uh, asking, like, you know, you gave it a name, the Dark Passenger thing, or asking about his blood signs. I liked all that moments. We, mm-hmm. we, we've already talked on the podcast about uh, not asking... The biggest question she hasn't asked is about Dokes. I guess she just assumes Dexter... She should assume Dexter was going to kill him, I guess. I don't know what she assumes, but it seems like that's something that'd come up if she genuinely liked Dokes, Dokes and knows he was innocent. But apart from that, um, I I guess my favorite moment of the season would be the Ray Spelter kill scene. Everyone loved Dexter acting <laughs> like a, a gorilla, you know? <laughs> that was really great. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, <laughs> one of my favorites when yeah, Dexter's like, oh, he, he, I forget what he barked out. Yeah, yeah, that that me was a Dexter moment that I was like, there he is. I I did like that a lot. That's what I was searching for. Dexter used to get worked up in the kill room. If you remember the very the pilot episode, remember he's yelling at that guy like, "Open your eyes and look at what you did." Oh, that's right. Yeah, they kind of dropped that. I I think maybe that was something that they were they were going to try to make that a part of Dexter's character. But uh, yeah, they kind of dropped that after that, and they just kind of made him a cold killer, you know. Uh, what, what about Heath? Um, your if you've got a least favorite bit so far, I know what Travis's is without asking. <laughs> yeah, my least uh, least favorite. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, I hate to say this, but anytime the water's on on screen, mm. I'm just not. I'm over her. I just really. And and maybe it's the character. I I just I I don't know. I I just feel like we have all these characters. I guess the you know the intern thing was pretty funny with Masuka with the girl, uh, <laughs> but it, you know they kind of just conveniently went away. I guess, but uh, with her selling the arm or whatever. But I I just yeah. Laguardia. I feel like her role is really where is it gone? I mean. What is she doing? Okay, she's looking into the ice truck killer. All right. Yeah. I, I just, it, there's a lot being lost. And I, you know, I think with the whole Quinn Dirty Cop thing has been good, but, um, you know, even Quinn, I, maybe in retrospect to half of the season, it was going in the direction of Deb and Dexter, and that I was prepared for that. And the other stuff just at times is good. But it just doesn't compare, and and I'm just it, it's tough, and you know I don't know you know and, and maybe the Hannah stuff may turn out to be kind of uh, I don't you know I mean so far it's been okay for me, uh, but you know what what what's going to happen? So it, it, it's just it's I, I want to see it as a complete season, and then maybe do a re. I mean I doubt I'll rewatch, but you know you never know. I. I, I I'd like to go back and actually start Dexter over again and kind of go through it all. Uh, I've only seen it like once through, but uh, you know, I mean, I I enjoy the show. I I think it's tough for me because when I just went through a whole season, uh, back to back to back, the week to week is a lot tougher for me, uh, whenever I do that with the show. So, uh, you know, I want to, I'm going to save my total, my half season, you know, Give it a B minus. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say uh, only because I thought I, I gave an A minus to the beginning of the season. This part of the second act is a you know B minus ish for me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess a B plus so far in the oh, B to B plus right now. 
but there's a lot of great moments, a lot of okay moments. I just, I just, um, wish they concentrated on the Deb and Dexter thing a lot more because that's what had me going into the season fueled and ready. Yeah, I would have quite liked it if they'd, and I, I mentioned this on the podcast, if episode two, following on from her discovering all these kill tools and the slides, if episode two had been a bottle episode in his apartment with just them talking. Oh, that would have. I, I mean, that was an amazing. I thought that was a dream at first. Mm. That was actually, that might have been my favorite moment right there. Actually, now that you bring that up. The, the end of the um, first episode. Yes, that moment got me. I was like, "Holy!" Yeah, yeah. That that, was... that I forgot about that. That is a great moment because you're like, "No way!" Mm. The whole slides thing has been a Dexter. You know, that's been his thing. You know that yeah. AC and in there, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and with Harrison pointing to it or whatever, yeah. give him something new to distract him, but. That moment there was huge for me. Yeah, and so there you go. There's my favorite moment. Yeah, and, and doing that in the first episode, it, it left it probably left us all quite breathless, thinking, "Bloody hell! If they're doing this at the end of the first hour, what have they got to come?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. throwing all this stuff out there. Um, it, it really had me feeling very optimistic, um, and maybe with a small reservation that they might sort of. Um, uh, <laughs> I, want, I want to say, you know, blow it, uh, blow their lot early, you know, um, exhaust themselves in the first few episodes. And I don't know. I don't want to say that they may have done that. <laughs> I want to reserve judgment yeah. and see where they're going with this Hannah thing. Uh, but that, that first act, those first four episodes were, were pretty breathless. Uh, and the pace has, has slackened. Um, the LaGuerta thing, I'm, I'm hoping that. Uh, she's going to be the slow burn this season, and because and, we know the the, the Dokes Bay Harbor Butcher whole that whole thing was was big at the time, and and it's it, it's nice to hear Dokes' name being mentioned again. And who better to look into it than than her old mate, than, than his old mate Laguerta? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad that she's got something like that that sort of storyline to to sort of um, follow through with. Uh, and, and something that could have and will have no doubt a direct bearing on our main storyline of Deb and Dexter because so often the Guertra and Batista as, as I think we've alluded to today they've, they've had these sort of background storylines that have no impact on really on, on what Dexter's doing or cares yeah. about um, they've just kind of been kept busy so I'm, uh, gents, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off I do have to run um, biz- business calls um, but I, okay. I wanted to just thank you so much. It was great to uh, chat with you both. It really got my mind thinking of this season now, and I'm going to be watching the rest of the season with a new pair of eyes. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, dissect, Dissecting Dexter is one of my favorite podcasts, and uh, I'm glad you've had some great success, Gareth. Uh, with Thank the you. podcast, well deserved, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure. We always, after we do a podcast, we always say, "God, why don't we do these more?" Uh, <laughs> but um, it, a, a pleasure, and uh, thank you both for uh, talking some good stuff. Really got my mind working. Okay, well, thanks very much, Heath, for joining us. Um, listeners who, who want to hear more from Heath can check out the film list and Podtourage podcast, both available 
on iTunes. Uh, if you've got a list about film or TV, send it to Heath. It's the film list at gmail.com. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Heath, I'll, I'll let you go, mates. Thanks very much again. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yes. Goodbye. All right. Travis, brother, be good. Gareth, right. <laughs> remember, no drinking after midnight. All right, buddy? <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah. laughs> Cheers, man. Are you a gremlin, Gareth? Only at weekends. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listener feedback. All right, so let's get into your feedback. I've had uh, had quite a bit this week. Firstly, I want to send apologies to Josh Wells, who sent in a voicemail last week that I did try to forward on to you, Travis. Uh, unfortunately, as, as I said to you in an email where I was staying on holiday I didn't have any kind of 3G reception um, and I was unable to successfully forward the voicemail uh, which now it looks like I can't, I'm not able to access it on Gmail so I can't even play it now so uh, Josh if you're listening and you've not thought well screw you guys <laughs> I'm not listening to this shit again um, apologies Josh um, hopefully you'll uh, <laughs> can restore some faith and uh, maybe you'll send in a voicemail next week uh, so sorry again uh, well I've still got Travis with me uh, Heath has left us uh, but Travis is going to stick around and we're going to try and get through as much of your feedback as we can together this evening uh, before it gets too late for me to stay awake any longer uh, let's just first touch on some of your Facebook comments firstly uh, Heisenberg White said uh, of, of episode uh, 706 what an episode it seems Dexter killed a different need if you know what I mean <laughs> I was sure I was going to see the end of Mackay Mackay uh, sorry uh, I was happy to hear Lumen's name mentioned again she was as damaged as Dexter in a vigilante too unlike Dexter's need of a romantic connection with Lumen Dexter is feeling the effects of not killing as much as he did before I think that this is the reason he decided not to kill Hannah this scene reminded me of Dex letting Travis live in season six. It's interesting to see what Dex is going to do with someone who clearly fits the code. Uh, thanks, Heisenberg, which I'm, I'm sure is not your real name. Yeah. <laughs> We're both fans of uh, Breaking Bad, of course, aren't we, Travis? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's, we've obviously talked about Hannah uh, to death this, this week already. Um, she unequivocally fits the code, um, but I think Dexter's being led by his uh, his, his penis at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, we so we've said we've got no choice but to uh, to stick with it and, and see where it goes. Um, Jeannie Pham posted on the Facebook page and said, just as the season is going so well so far, the writers had to give me a WTF moment. What were they smoking in the writing room? Dexter was supposed to sink the knife into the blonde's heart, not driving his, quote, overdue, frustrated blue ball thingy since Lumen left two seasons ago into her. Not, uh. so, in not so innocent Poonana. <laughs> <laughs> my God. My goodness. It's a woman after my own heart. It sounds like it, yeah. I think <laughs> she shared your opinion of that, uh, that final scene. Yeah. And uh, expressed it quite, quite succinctly there and... Uh, it's a good thing this isn't a family show. <laughs> uh, so thanks for that. Uh, over to Twitter where Mike Herkham said, 
very sudden, so much so that I thought it might be a dream sequence or something. Didn't seem like Dexter at all. Dex loves women who know his secret and don't run away disgusted or scared, but this is more of a risk than Lumen, surely. Uh, Mark Baldin said, I don't blame him. I'd have hit on it too, hubba hubba. Uh. (laughs) Um, I I think we can agree she's not... uh, She's not the most unattractive woman in the world, but... Um, no, not the most. I mean, <laughs> if we knew what Dexter knew, then uh, clearly she's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, th- I think uh, most of us would have put personal safety first. <laughs> um, Abe, uh, who's uh, from uh, Mexico, also known as Ferret Bite on Twitter, has made a prediction that they're so going to kill Batista by the end of the season. Now, oh, that's a new one. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I hope not. It would be a bit cruel. Well, you know, it, it is the cliche. You know, the cop was like, oh, I got three days left till retirement, and then I'm going to do, the, you know, mm. uh, then that's when shit goes downhill or something. It's like the the soldier who's like, yo, my girl's waiting for me. We're going to get married when I get back from war. You know, that's the dude who's going to die. So maybe Batista, uh, maybe it is going to be curtains for him. Yeah, and, and if he does retire and set up this restaurant, he's going to be more vulnerable there. Out in the open, um, without the protection of a, a shield, a police badge. Yeah. Um, and, That's and a Isaac, good name. Oh what? <laughs> Isaac did say to Dexter that um, he's going to go after um, his family. He's going to go after oh. everyone associated with the case. And yeah, right. Batista was one of the officers with, uh, who, with with Quinn, um, went to the club, didn't he? And, and made it his mission to disrupt things on a daily basis. So his name could well be on the list of, of targets. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say no to that theory. I, I, I hope not though, because as, as I said, I, I do like Batista and I'm hoping he'll be allowed to live out his life quite happily. Um, also on Twitter, Jen Carpenter, who I don't think is any relation, um, says, wow, just keeps getting more complicated and better every week. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, Elsewhere on Twitter, RT underscore Dexter said, Will Hannah be more like Lumen? I don't think so. This is more dangerous than risky. But I think mm-hmm. he has another plan that we don't know about. He's referring to Dexter, I assume, suggesting that Dexter has some other idea already in play. Um, I, I, I don't know about that. I think um, his idea at the time was, um, well, hey, yeah. <laughs> once he decided not to plunge the knife into her heart. Um but uh, yeah, we've we've talked about that at, at length today. Uh, going over to emails now. Uh, Hampus Hagland from Sweden, uh, who, who posted some nice comments about you, Travis, on Facebook. You, you I'm sure you saw. Yes, um, I appreciate all of them. <laughs> he he said he wrote to say just watch 706, and I have mixed feelings about it. This episode struck me as kind of a build-up episode that will set the tone for the rest of the season. A lower tempo and a chance for the writers to put some pieces together and give the show a clearer direction. Would be great to hear your thoughts about this episode being just a build-up for greater things to come. One more thing. (coughs) Sorry, no, he didn't cough. That was me. Uh, One more thing. Love the character Sal Price. He's just a good guy, but he's clearly going to get in Dexter's way, so that will be an interesting clash between the Code and Sal Price. Thanks, guys, for doing this, and an extra thanks to Travis for hosting last week so that we didn't have to go a week without dissecting Dexter. 
Oh, that's so sweet. So so nice words for you again there from uh, our friend in Sweden. Thanks, Hampus. Um, I agree with you. Uh, This latest episode again seemed like further build-up, as did Swim Deep. Um, we've talked about the um, mm-hmm. about me certainly at least me perceiving this is midway through the second act of the season, and um, I think they're just setting things up for the uh, sort of final half of the season, and I, I don't mind that. It they do need to do a bit of rearranging of pieces now. Deb's got to the point where um, she said, "Look, I I can't accept this," and has, has essentially said that things can never be the same again, and. Dexter's said about functioning better on his own or that he's going to have to go alone uh, so um, yeah a lower tempo as you put it and um, yeah setting things up for as, as you say Hampus uh, greater things to come with any luck um, I, I find it yeah. weird that he that he likes Sal Price I mean I, I, I thought the dude was a sleazebag like I didn't I mean, he certainly doesn't fit any kind of code. It's not like I, he deserves to die, but I, I, he seems just kind of an asshole, right? Like some hotshot, cocky author, you know, um, doesn't <clears throat> doesn't sound like he plays well with others, you know. Uh, yeah, I know what your blood guy said, but I got my own blood guy. Um, I don't know. And, you yeah. know, the it is just slimy, like, hey, stranger, hey, can you hook me up with your sister? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's 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 just there as a, a two-dimensional character, and he's, and he's oh, going yes. to be anything more than a plot device to um, push Dexter onto Hannah's tail and, and um, mm-hmm. set up that presume presumably forthcoming conflict between her and Dexter, and Dexter having to choose sides. Um, I wasn't offended by Sal Price, as I say, I think he just serves a purpose. Um, he certainly seems to be a clever guy. Uh, he's obviously got some history as a journalist, an investigative journalist, and um, is, is very much ferret-like when he gets hold of um, something. He's not going to let go, and uh, um, I, th- I think he could. Um, I think he's probably got that in common with Deb. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, an email now from Mike Lanich, who. Uh, Travis will remember we, we we spoke to him on the the preview podcast. Uh, he he's written in with with quite a few thoughts and and he says I was stunned when a new episode premiered on the feed with Travis as a host. Yeah. I, I didn't send feedback because I was going to wait for this week. Sorry, Travis didn't get to read my email. I decided, however, to focus on this week so you didn't have two long emails by me to read on this podcast. So some thoughts on seven oh six. Much like last week's episode, which slowed down the pace in order to start setting up the second half of the season, Do the Wrong Thing continues that charge this week by giving many of the show's major players choices, which may or may not eventually spell doom. We make choices every day, thousands of them, and 99% are trivial and don't necessarily have a right or wrong choice, per se. This episode, however, deals almost exclusively with the 1%. Each character in this episode is confronted with a choice. Some are more obvious than others. Some have consequences harder to see at the moment of choice. Uh, and just interjecting there, Mike's right. We we talked about, or I mentioned that uh, Quinn and Dexter are arguably doing the wrong thing. Uh, but there, there were choices elsewhere, weren't there? Weren't there with Deb and, and Batista and yeah. LaGuerta? Uh, choices all round. Uh, Mike continues... 
Quinn, after being confronted with the decision to steal the blood evidence against Isaac, must decide whether doing the wrong thing will be a lesser of two evils when doing so means saving Nadia's life in the process or whether keeping a killer like Isaac inside for years is the better option. I'm starting to see that redemptive act by Quinn that was missing last season, fulfilled by season's end at the cost of his own life. Yeah, I, I can possibly see that happening. I, I um, Well, I've already said today, I don't, I don't think Quinn will come out of this unscathed. <laughs> uh, I could well see him um, falling foul of, of Isaac. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Brotherhood are, are in the habit of leaving loose ends. Uh, would you agree, Travis? Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, Mike goes on to say, burnt out and lonely, Batista is considering buying a local restaurant and hanging up his holster for good. However, what Beaster, Beaster? Batista doesn't think about <laughs> is how stressful running a restaurant is. And if he thinks he's putting in long hours now, wait until he's working 16 to 18 hours a day in his new job. Hopefully this is a momentary blip on his radar and he can get his mojo back. Given the choice between her own sanity and happiness or Dexter's well-being, can Deb juggle both? Or will one plate go crashing to the floor? Dexter's acts of evil are starting to infect more areas of Deb's life, both at work and at home, as it becomes more apparent that Dexter's lies are starting to compound the pain she's enduring. And of course we have Dexter's choices. Dexter had a choice of killing Hannah or not. But by cutting her off the table and going at it like rabbits, Dexter ha- has Dexter allowed Hannah to live at his own detriment? Did he do the right thing or the wrong thing? Will it cost him his own life? Debs, will another loved one fall like Rita did by placing his own desires ahead of what needed to be done? Choices, choices, choices. Choices made in this episode will intertwine and the product of those choices could be disastrous. Some additional thoughts. Is it just me, or is this the most sexually aroused we have ever seen Dexter? It seemed to me, especially in this episode, that it felt more like Dexter and Hannah's dark passengers were fucking as much as Dexter and Hannah themselves. A dark passenger orgasm? (laughs) (laughs) Mike put that. That wasn't me. (laughs) Do you get the feeling that Dexter might have to choose between Deb and Hannah at some point? Could that decision lead to Deb's death at the hands of Hannah herself? Mike, they're having the same thought that I did, Travis. (laughs) Yeah. Um, divided loyalties Deb's heart appeared hurt at Dexter's mention of her hooking up with Sal Price wonder what's going to happen when Deb finds out about Dexter and Hannah a jealous rage and Mike closes to say I got this the, I got the impression that Dexter and Hannah are like two people who meet and find they're sexually explosive together their sexual chemistry is off the charts but that other areas of their lives are simply not compatible I wonder if this will happen, and that it's at this point that Hannah will strike. Thanks, Gareth. Hope you had a relaxing and fantastic vacation last week. Thanks very much, Mike. Indeed I did. Um, Travis, do you have anything there that that jumps out at you? Anything that we haven't already mentioned? Uh, Yeah, well, it's just more about... uh, I know it was kind of like a throwaway gag line, but just about the the dark passengers fucking. Hmm. I feel like if Dark Passengers existed, the way they fuck is by killing things, right? That I, I Maybe maybe that's where this is getting down to, like, the crux of, like, what's confusing me about this whole storyline, where, like, I thought these killers like to kill, not fuck, right? Like, that was, like, what that's what makes them different for me. I like to fuck. Can I get my own show? 
you know, I, I, I are there? I, I thought they'd be killing together if that's what they really like to do. Um, I don't know. I guess yeah. the the problem really is just that this is a TV show. That, uh, the characters, and Dexter perhaps hasn't been developed character wise as strongly as a real life person would be because of course, you know, Dexter's only ever, uh, we only ever see him 12, less than 12 hours a year, every year, you know? Um, so I don't know. I just, yeah. disregarding Dexter fucking her. All right. See, let's stop using that word. Yeah. Dexter <laughs> making love. <laughs> Doing um, the deed. Yeah. Let's uh, not go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter consummating his, um, Urges. I don't know. Why would he even have those urges? Because he's a man, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, That's what but I but I, I think uh, in regards to the, the horniest we've ever seen him, or whatever she asked, the most sexually explicit we've seen him. I think the first time him and Rita got it on, it was pretty. Um, Dexter was equally tunnel visioned there. Remember, he came into her house looking like a zombie. He was just like, oh, he was just stumbling yeah, in. He and she, did. You remember that? And she was like, yeah. what, what the, What's the deal? He was like a man possessed, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think. Yeah. I think perhaps is it. Um, I just love Rita. Oh man, she had girl, girl. Okay, so uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's try a voicemail. Um, All right. I'm not sure who this is from. I've not listened to it yet, so uh, I'm, I'm hearing this for the. F- hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's not someone professing their undying love for me, or um, oh. you know, something embarrassing like that. That yes. would be awkward uh, on a live podcast. But um, here we go. Let's see if. Uh, Hi, Gareth. Uh, Dave in Ohio here. Um, primarily, I wanted to call in to extend my condolences to Travis um, oh. in this last episode, episode six. Not only did Hannah McKay and Dexter hook oh. up at the very end, but they also brought up Lumen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Travis, hang in there, buddy. I know oh. it was a tough week for you. Uh, oh, I'm man. sure you'll Thank get you. through it. I mean, that was like a that was a one-two double gut punch for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, to be uh, quick and concise like you asked, uh, great episode. Uh, I, the, the season overall, so far, I've been so pleased with, so happy with. Uh, just a couple highlights. Loved how they made Isaac just... Um, I see him as a danger. I see him as a monster. And I like how they're doing that. I like his character development. Um, and I really, the, the pacing of the show, the episode and, and the season overall, uh, well, you know, trust the show and good things happen. So I guess these are my good things coming to me. Um, and I, I, I really, I'm enjoying actually the way that there's this, uh, I don't want to say three-way, but there's this line from LaGuardia finding something out and then talking to Deb about it, and then Deb starts realizing things on her own and talks to Dexter. I'm liking that dynamic. I enjoy that dynamic a lot. Um, it's playing to the fact that Deb has a, uh, has a blind side to Dexter, and it's playing to the fact that Dexter is putting them both in so much danger. It's not just Deb finding stuff out. It's Deb finding out people are finding stuff out. Um, I like I like that added bit of danger that it's adding. Very nice. Yeah, good point. Interesting that Deb told him to get out. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. I've been going on too long. Travis, buddy, hang in there. Hang in oh. there. <laughs> Deep breaths. Next week, we'll, we'll 
<laughs> oh, that's so sweet of him. I feel like I feel loved. Like oh, people care. Yeah, I'm not alone. Or at least no, he at least he, he has compassion for me. If he yeah. if, if he doesn't agree with me. Yeah, I, I think it's nice that uh, that there's some uh, empathy for you there. So yeah, sparing you a thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, thank thanks very much, Dave. Uh, always good thoughts from from you, sir. Um. Email now from Danielle Hawley in Sydney, Australia, who um, has sent a quick email to say, well, I just watched episode six. Hmm. The ending left me somewhat mystified. One moment the show is going so well and then takes a crazy U-turn and we have Dexter on Hannah on the table. Not seen him do this before. Was really hoping it was a dream sequence, but alas, no. Strange how so many people have computers without password protection. Finding this a bit hard to believe in this day and age. Also, the plant that Dexter chose was exactly the same plant as the one that Hannah brought him, just a different colour. Small nitpick, I know, but it just annoyed me. (laughs) Thanks, Danielle. Good point about the computers. Yeah, Lewis um, uh, had had the same thing, didn't he? And when Dexter approached uh, Sal's computer, I thought, what you bet it's not locked? And of course it wasn't. They'd even left it switched on for him, so that was nice. Um, And obviously, Danielle seem to share your um, dislike of that last scene, Travis. Yeah. Um, and and she's not the only one who was hoping it was a dream sequence. Uh, I think I've got some other feedback coming up where, where someone else was hoping the same thing. Um, let's see if we can um, go to another voicemail now. This is from Matt in London, who we know well. Hey, guys. It's Matt from London here, just ringing in about my thoughts on season seven, episode six, do the wrong thing. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. It was good. It wasn't as fantastic as the um, five episodes that preceded it, but this is slap dab in the middle of the season. I'm sure there's bound to be some kind of slump. I'm not saying the season is slumping. It's just the bar has been set exceptionally high so far. And I don't think in terms of its previous episodes, this one rates nearly as high. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to the Rewatch podcast. I mean, I know you've posted about it. But it was interesting how they were talking about how these sex episodes always seem to have the same writer. Oh, that was interesting. I wonder if they get her in because they know that people are going to end up shagging. Mm. Speaking of, good call, Travis. Yeah, it was inevitable that he would end up boning Hannah McKay. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting it to happen in the kill room. That was different. And I thought for a minute... You know, had the writers pulled the switcheroo on us, were we actually going to just have, you know, uh, being told that Hannah McKay was going to be around for a long time and then have them surprise us? But, no, uh, Dexter's just going to get his end away. But <laughs> it was a well-played scene. Um just want to talk about the scene before that, when they were talk- when they were walking down towards the snow tent thing. Uh, there-, there was something odd about that scene. Um Something just looked or sounded or felt slightly gothic or Tim Burton-y about them sort of holding hands and very slowly clodding their way towards the tent. Something very odd and sort of macabre about that scene that really struck a quite odd one with me, actually. Uh, Dexter and Deborah's interactions weren't as frequent this episode. I think we only had like one or two scenes together, but uh, they were good. Um, I enjoyed the one with where they brought up Lumen. Sorry, Travis. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, discuss that. I was never expecting Deb to react badly to Dexter helping a victimized woman 
seek revenge, you know, given as how she let them go, but that never came up, which is odd. But uh, maybe this is something that's going to be readdressed again in the future. I hope so, because so far they seem to have made a bit of a pig's ear of that job so far. But, you know, maybe there's going to be more of movement later on. Uh, one can certainly hope. Other than that, I don't think anything else stood out for me too much. Apart from the Sal Price thing, you know, would he not have made some comment to Dexter about Rita? Because surely he'd have been interested in Trinity. You know, if he writes true crime and knows all about um, Wayne Randall and the ice truck killer, surely he'd know something about Trinity killing his wife. Would he say something or keep quiet or what? You know, seeing as how he opened his mouth and blatantly just said about the ice truck killer to Deb, doesn't seem like the subtle type, but uh, well-played, interesting character. Hope he carries on. Um, I'm beginning to like Nadia, the Russian stripper. I'm actually beginning to think she might actually be a nice character and a good person, which I hope, because that would be refreshing for Quinn. Uh, not that he's not dated nice people before, but to have actually made a good choice, but still getting shit on because I think basically we have to see in the beginning of the end for his character I think this is going to come back and bite him in the ass and probably be the thing that if he's going this season this will be the storyline that gets rid of him and it'll all relate back to this blood thing other than that enjoyable episode looking forward to hearing what you guys have got to say when you shoot the shit alright talk to you later bye bye yeah, shoot the shit. That's that's. Are we sure we can't change the name of the show to that? Shooting the shit with Gareth. <laughs> you did use the phrase about me shooting the breeze in the intro. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt brings up uh, a few good points there, and, and I, I obviously agree with him about Quinn. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I think this is probably setting up the the beginning of the end. But he he, he defends Nadia there. Now, obviously, I, earlier I I questioned Quinn's motivation as to how attached really is he to to this girl uh, and Matt there has obviously got a, a very good impression of her and an increasingly good impression that she does seem like a, a genuinely nice girl so who knows I mean we we, we only we only know what they've shown us of, of the two together um, which hasn't been a great deal but you know maybe off camera they've they've got pretty pally and um, are getting on really well and maybe Quinn has genuine affection for her um, I think it was, it was Heath wasn't it that, that pointed out Quinn at times has been shown to have a big heart so um, I think that was me was it you so, so, yeah. so maybe um, I should give Quinn a little bit more credit yeah uh, and Matt also mentioned the scene where Deb and Dexter are talking about Lumen and that you would have expected Deb to have had a little bit more understanding about the, their motivation for killing, because um, obviously Deb Deb understood sufficiently in season five to to let two murderers go uh, and cross that line. Um, so she obviously did empathise and, and understand enough and, and sympathise enough. Uh, yet in that scene with Dexter, that all seemed to be forgotten, and she just got hung up on the fact that Dex was was shagging Lumen and uh, had, had put this put his new girlfriend up in the house that that Dexter's wife was murdered in. I don't know. Deb's complicated, isn't she? And uh, yes. you know her mind's all over the place, and she she does get go off on on one sometimes, and I don't know. We we can understand her being 
being pissed off about the whole thing. Uh, and Matt also mentions that scene just before the kill table uh, where they're approaching hand in hand, approaching that Christmas tent. They were walking in very slowly and it was all kind of gothic and her taking his hand and he had the, the picnic basket which we, we knew was full of his kill tools. Um, it did strike me as, as an interestingly produced scene. Did, did, did it jump out at you, Travis? Did you have some thoughts on it? Yeah. No, um, no, he's right. It, I mean, it was definitely it, it jumped out. Um, for I mean, I'll admit that I, you know, I had it jumped out at me for a different reason because you know I, I was rolling my eyes like, no, don't. You know, it was like mm-hmm. watching a car wreck for me. Like, no, don't do it. No, it was just <laughs> further cementing what I was afraid, what I knew would happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, the scene definitely had um, an impact. People seem to be convinced that. Dexter and Hannah have some great chemistry, and maybe I'm not a great judge of that stuff. But I just don't feel, I don't know. I guess what chemistry is or something. I don't because I I've said before I think her character is just really wooden, and I like Heath said she hasn't had a chance to shine really. We haven't seen her do anything but be really cryptic and stuff, be cryptic and sexy. That's what they needed her to do. I mean, you can get, uh, you know, so you can get George Lucas to make some CGI thing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Matt mentioning that scene there did sort of lead my my thoughts uh, to to when Dexter took her into the tent and um, activated the uh, the scene and all the snow coming down and and they mentioned this in the wrap up podcast and, and and it's it's right it was really romantic and under other circumstances if he hadn't had his kill tools there and he you know they weren't both both serial killers if you did that for a girl who had told you that uh, she really wanted to see some some snow and it would you know it meant the world to her and, and and whatnot it would be a really romantic a really um lovely gesture wouldn't it and, and there dexter was doing this for her um seconds before sticking her with the needle um it's to, to me it it emphasizes that that inner conflict within him that his dark passenger wanting to kill her and and his normal uh masculine uh, side was was wanting to uh, do something quite different to her uh, but um, I, I don't know I, th- I thought it was I suppose you could interpret it that he was being kind in a way and, and wanting her to experience that before he killed her I don't know uh, it's complicated I don't know yeah it's <laughs> it's complicated yeah let, let's just leave it at that <laughs> um on to another email now. Thank, thanks very much, Matt. Uh, Nick Henderson has emailed to say, I really enjoyed this episode, even more so upon a second viewing. I wouldn't rate it high among the best episodes of the season for a few minor reasons, but mostly because the first four were so damn good. Most of my, my complaints about the episode are regarding things like pacing and the reliance on narration, a problem that a lot of episodes in season six had. And actually, I have, I have to agree with Nick there. There did seem to be an increase in voiceovers this week. Uh, and, and I had actually neglected to mention it on, on the earlier podcast this season that, that they were using the voiceovers more sparingly, um, w- which I welcomed. And, and just that thought, uh, uh, <laughs> I just neglected and, and forgotten to mention it in, yeah. in the podcast. Uh, but Nick's right there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nick goes on to say, with that said, I like the introduction of Sal Price. 
the continued development of Isaac behind bars, and watching as Dexter struggles to remain suave and level-headed in Hannah's presence. All of the subplots continue to entertain and move the season along at a nice pace. I was a little annoyed that Deborah did not bring up the fact that she let Dexter and Lumen go in season five. That was by far the most important detail, and she completely glazed over it in favour of giving Dexter shit about, quote, being with Lumen. Yeah, he's right there. Uh, Nick also says, The elephant in the room, of course, is Hannah and Dexter's final scene in the episode. A controversial moment, to be sure, but one that I enjoyed quite a bit. With that said, I still feel that the success of this plotline will rely on where they take it. This season is about Deborah, and if Hannah proves to be anything other than an instrument used to move Dexter and Deb's story forward, it will be disappointing. The theme of this episode was centred around people making the wrong decisions at pivotal moments in their lives, something every person can relate to. We all do it. It served as another reminder that Dexter is more human than he gives himself credit for. Watching him interact with Hannah, it becomes obvious very quickly that he's enthralled by this woman because she's beautiful, mysterious and perhaps a keeper of her own darkness. Absolutely agree with you, Nick. He also says, I particularly enjoyed the episode because it subtly manages to weave that element of dark comedy into the story without being obvious. He isn't stalking Hannah because he wants to kill her. He's a human being... Sorry, I've not read that very well. He isn't stalking Hannah because he wants to kill her. He's a human being with a crush. This episode was dripping with the irony that makes this this show so damn fun to watch. In this case, we all know the right thing would be to kill her, but of course he does the wrong thing and finally caves, caves in to his more primitive desires. As much as I wanted him to plunge the knife into her chest, excuse me, a part of me, probably the wrong part, was going to be sad if he went through with it. I loved it when Hannah told him, do what you got to do. It was definitely not the usual response to being on Dexter's table and served as the last straw. At that moment, Dexter knew what he wanted to do and was ready to do it regardless of how wrong it was. The end put a big smile on my face, as a good episode of Dexter should. He took a woman on a date with the intention of killing her. His kill room was in a Christmas-themed amusement park. He had sex on a kill table with a woman who was clearly as disturbed as he is. It was dirty, it was wrong, it was hilarious. Now that he got that out of the way, I feel satisfied. Let's hope he can kill her next time, for real this time. I know a lot of people are having negative knee-jerk reactions to this episode, but I'm playing, I'm in this for the long haul. The success or failure of this episode will ultimately depend on the role it plays in the overarching story of the season. I hope people can hold their judgment and maintain their enthusiasm until after the finale has aired. Thanks very much, Nick. As always, a very thoughtful and and well-composed email. Um, Travis, I'd like to turn to you for for a response to that, um, because I know you've you've had some discussion with him on the Facebook page. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. He 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 did. Lay, uh, he called um, people having negative reactions. He referred to it as knee jerk reactions, and I don't know. I won't. I don't know. I'm not offended by that because uh, that's what I'm really afraid of. Like when I am negative, I'm so insecure with myself. Like whenever he ha- he does say things positive or anyone says things positive, I'm always thinking, well, maybe I'm wrong. I I think I've rationalized it out, and I I seem to have somewhat converted Heath earlier. I don't think I'm having a knee-jerk reaction. Um, I, I think the knee-jerk reaction... I don't know. There's no knee-jerk reactions going on. I'm not offended by him insinuating that that I'm having a knee-jerk reaction. Um, 
But if, uh, sorry, Travis, if, if I may, I, I think probably your knee-jerk reaction was was the absolute um, rage first yeah. thing after the episode aired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously you've, you've mellowed a bit as you've you're still mm-hmm. not happy about it, but you've, no, no, you're no, not no, as no. angry and you've kind of chilled a little bit and have given it some more thought. Yeah, um, Hannah. I don't know. Dexter killed um, that woman in season four, Zoe Kruger. He killed her. She was a, she wasn't half bad looking, and she, she had that dark passenger. But then again, at the time, he had a wife. So Dexter maybe is, he, he'll kill someone, but he won't cheat on his wife. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm getting at, man. It's just I don't see anything special about this woman. Yeah, I mean, he did chip, uh, cheat on Rita, of course. He, he did, yes. Time, but, yeah. Uh, hey. Cheating's cheating, uh, un- unless you pay for it, of course. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to Lewis, I hasten to uh-huh. add, for those who uh, think Gareth, for God's sake, oh, family man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't condone that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He called that scene hilarious. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't even think it was trying to be played for laughs. Um, no, no, I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't pick up that. Um, uh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it's yeah, hard to sure. argue with it, you know. I can't. I mean, because he's he, this Nick uh, is such a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, what? What, what am I going to tell him? He's wrong, you know? I don't know. No, it, it, it's it's an opinion. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not as I, I'm not in your camp about the scene, and I'm not completely for it either. I'm sort of reserving Garrett. judgment, and and I have rationalised. Oh, excuse me, I have rationalised what happened in in my, in my own thoughts which I, I hope i was able to convey earlier uh-huh. um <clears throat> okay so uh thanks very much nick uh let's let's go to another voicemail now this is from sandra Pisa, who um well her email address is it's a german email address and she does have an accent she doesn't say where she's from but i'll i'll say she's probably from germany <laughs> um but let's play her voicemail and it's about five minutes long and um if, if you want to jump in during the during the call to oh, comment, sure. then then do, uh, and I can always pause it. Here we go. Hello, Gareth. My name is Sandra, and this is the first time I'm putting in a voice memo. So, my thoughts on the whole season. I really, really enjoyed it so far. I mean, it couldn't really get worse than season five and six, could it? So. <laughs> We expected an improvement, and they really did great so far. Well, I'll try to analyze the different parts that are important to me. Um, First, Deb and Dexter. It was just great the way Deborah found out about Dexter and the way she coped with it so far. It was really real. It was natural the way she um, reacted to the things she found out about her brother and we will see uh, how that goes on if she maybe she even wants to help him but I'll come back to that later Um, I'm sure she does have feelings for him but uh, I'm not sure if he sees her different other than a sister um I think this season Dexter starts to get sloppy and maybe they have to take him that way because otherwise would they be able to to catch him? I don't know. Um, the way he kills Victor, he, he leaves a trail and 
pet trail um, for Isaac's at the end of that. And I think that Isaac will be the big bad for this season. And maybe he's the guy who brings Dex down. We will see. I um, don't know. Mm. I'd, I'll just pause it there. Yeah, I, I agree. Isaac looks to be the big bad this season. I would suggest as the rules of the show of Dexter go that guest stars don't last for more than one season I would suspect he'll be right. on the kill table by the end or someone else will kill him for Dexter because as I'm not sure if this was mentioned in the show or if it was on the wrap up podcast but they said if you Dexter can't just wade straight in and, and kill Isaac because Dexter's name is out there and the Brotherhood are going to come looking for Isaac and it's only just putting off more guys coming after him uh, which I think is why he set up the Colombian thing. Yeah, that was Colombians pretty smart. take him out. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think if, if the, the alternative big bad is Hannah, but I I think maybe they're setting her up for a, a longer arc. And I, I think it was it was me that mentioned that, that I'd heard that Yvonne Strahovski had been signed up for two seasons. Right. Uh, but I haven't been able to find the reference that I got that from. So I think it was from an interview with Sarah Collerton, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, because maybe... I, I scoured looking after mm. you, someone had said that I scoured and I couldn't find any confirmation. Yeah. I, I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't find anything. Uh, you know, like I looked at like the official Showtime release and stuff and it was just like, you know, for this season. I, yeah. I think you're right that Yvonne, or let's just say Hannah, <laughs> Hannah and Isaac... Isaac is the more traditional big bad. The yeah. jury's still out on whether Hannah is going to become a big bad at all. Um, if if I had to choose one of the characters to to uh, continue in the next season, I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised to hear I would choose Isaac to continue in the next season. But uh, you know, if I if I had to bet, I would think of the two, Hannah would get continue in the next season as some sort of presence. I think Isaac he ain't sticking around. Hmm. Although I will say he may be, I think I've heard a lot of people say he's their favorite villain since Trinity, and I think I have to agree. Yeah, um, yeah, and I've I've given Ray Stevenson a lot of credit. I mean, I know he's a British actor, so you could argue I'm a little bit biased. But yeah. as Heath mentioned, uh, he he loves him too, and and he enjoyed him in the HBO series Rome, which which I watched as well, and he was he was brilliant, and I I just love his presence. He's got, and I keep saying this every week, he's got such charisma as an actor. Uh, and he's so disarmingly charming. Uh, I, I really think he's very well suited for this part. And uh, kudos to the um, uh, the producers for for putting him in this role. Uh, let's let's hear um, some more from Sandra. What got off finished off really fast was Louis Green, and I was really happy about that because I didn't like him. What? Get out of here. <laughs> Well, then there's La Guerta. I think she is finally qualifying to get killed by Dexter. And I've been waiting for that since season one. She's <laughs> in good um, company, I suspect. I think maybe this time she um, will not only be killed by Dexter, but by Dexter and Deb. Because, let's be real, Deborah doesn't really like, like her, does she? And... Uh, she fits the code for Dexter because she's she's really getting close to him now. And the first rule is don't get caught. Um, yeah. Oh, I have to have to jump in there. Um, she fits in with rule one of the code, but so did Dokes, and Dexter couldn't kill Dokes, could he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but. That's his quandary. 
you remember that I thought this was ridiculous, so I'm not defending this, but remember in season five, he was ready to kill Quinn. You remember when he thought Quinn knew about him and Lumen? He was just like, all right, I'll just kill this dude. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, they didn't really give us any insight into his head, no voiceovers, but, um, yeah, that was surprising too. I don't think LaGuerta fits the code by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sure that Deb hates her so much, but it would be interesting to see Deb. I could never see Deb killing her, but Deb giving some sort of blessing to Dexter. I don't know. You know, if Deb Deb really doesn't want to get caught. Yeah, I, mean, I think we, we mentioned this in the preview podcast with Mike that um, Mike and Matt that uh, predicting maybe Deb would be the one to kill LaGuerta and uh, maybe by the end of the season LaGuerta's got a gun on Dex and it's uh, Deb has to choose between letting LaGuerta do her thing or uh, protect her brother and that maybe Deb will be the one to kill LaGuerta. Uh, but no, I... I yeah, I don't think um, I, I disagree that Laguerta fits the code. Uh, she does fit in with one of the um, uh, one of the rules, uh, as yeah. did Dokes, but but Dexter couldn't kill Dokes. And uh, you mentioned Quinn, but obviously Dexter hasn't killed Quinn, so so that's yeah. by the by. Maybe had he pursued that, he would have faced the same dilemma. Um, <clears throat> let's hear more from Sandra. Race belt, I really enjoy, enjoyed him. He was a good villain. He was scary. And he almost got the better of Dexter. And uh, when he went, the blood slides and his modus operandus went as well. Um, but without the ritual, does there go his caution? We will see. Um, then Isaac, I think he's a really really good villain <clears throat> he's, he's almost as intense as Trinity was well almost because who's to be Trinity I still can't watch Bigfoot uh, <laughs> go just scares the hell out of me even in that she, yeah. now that I've seen so did you want to say something I I, I, I don't know if it, I think she means Harry and the Hendersons I don't know yes. if uh, yeah it, yeah um, well he was in the film funny. version wasn't he yeah, he was the dad in that, yeah. Anderson's, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she agrees. Mm. Well, this last season, <clears throat> um, there, there weren't really any really good villains. Um, um, well, the last two seasons, no scary ones. But I think Isaac, he really could be a, a scary one. He's got it in him. Um, the last episode's name was Do the Wrong Thing, and I think Dexter did the wrong thing. He uh, has never been, it has never get, been a good decision for him to let a victim escape. Or has it? No, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. and, um, I, I don't think we really need another understanding killer accomplice girlfriend. Well, I don't. And I, I think they should rather explore the Deb Dexter thing further. And I predict that they will do it before the, se- the show ends or before, maybe even before the season ends. And if we like that or not. And I just hope they will spoil us a little bit on that before it, it happens so we can get the buckets ready. Um, well, there's the Quinn thing. First, uh, I think he looks really anorectic. He's, he's so skinny, 
maybe he's trying to starve himself to death. That's okay with me. Because I don't really care about Quinn or his dirty cop thing. Oh. I just want him gone. So. Oh, poor Quinn. Um, no, we, <laughs> I've, I've never found out whether the actor uh, Desmond Harrington was ill between seasons four and five, but um, he's certainly not put any weight back on in best part of three years, has he? Since uh, since the end of season four, he was certainly fuller in the face. I, I heard a story about it, and I, this is just from some stranger on the internet, so who knows if it's true. But the story I heard was that Quinn, for some role he did in another movie, he started he had to get like really skinny, and then he kind of got like addicted to like fitness. Like he he has no like eating disorder, but he's just really into like uh, like running and like jogging and stuff like that. That's that's what I heard. So you know the story was like, oh, uh, my brother is his best friend. It's probably some bullshit, but that's what I heard. Yeah, that's perfectly plausible. Yeah, it might like now he's like, why he's not put it back on. Yeah, he's like really into like marathons and junk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well let's uh, we'll let Sandra finish now. Gareth, maybe you should have him um, on the show and interview him because I think you're cursed. <laughs> when you interview people, they tend to leave the show. We've seen it with Lewis, and I think um, that uh, yeah, the other guy you interviewed, he's going <laughs> to retire now, so he will be gone as well. So maybe you should try and get an interview with the Quinn actor. All right, well, that's it for now. Um, yeah, enjoy your recording. Say hi to Travis. Really enjoyed the show last last week, nice and time. good to have you back. Bye. Uh, let's see. Thanks, yeah. Sandra. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, Sandra's been really friendly with me on Facebook. I've talked to her a little bit. Um, yeah. I like her. Yeah, she's Hello. one of the. Uh, she's a regular contributor to the Facebook page, so uh, I thank her for that. And it's nice for her to send in her her debut voicemail. And uh, yeah. she she came across really well. So so thanks, Sandra. Uh, mm-hmm. She's put on Facebook uh, this afternoon. Um, hope you can understand the German. <laughs> so oh, yes, no. yes is yeah, the answer. Good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have uh, I have made an inquiry about. Uh, Desmond Harrington. He's he's at the same agency as Josh Cook, uh, and his agent sits across the desk from uh, Josh Cook's agent. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to follow through more with that after this season ends and, and try and pick up uh, some more interviews in the new year when I've got a bit more time to uh, to devote to to doing additional podcasts. Um, I think it was you, Travis, wasn't it, that said about the show being cursed? <laughs> oh no no no! I um. Was it you? No, I, I was reading that because Sandra had written that on Facebook, so it was all Sandra. Ah, it was Sandra. Yeah. Okay. It all goes yeah. back to her. Yeah. It yeah. Was her no, idea. Fair point, cause it, or was it you that said maybe I should get Yvonne Strahovski on? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much, Sandra. It's uh, good to hear from you. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's have an email. Um, Sandy in Ireland has emailed to say, "Hope you had a nice vacation." Can you believe we're halfway through the season already? As I said to you on the Twitter machine, I wasn't too pushed about this week's episode. To be honest, the episode before was the same. Things have gone a bit too slow for me. I was surprised I was kind of the only one thinking that episode 5 wasn't the bee's knees. When watching the show, I like to jot down a few ideas for my feedback. I only had one or two thoughts for this week. It's basically men thinking with their pants. Quinn has taken a step towards his downfall and Dexter is choosing not to abide by the code. 
Mind you, she is strikingly beautiful, but I couldn't believe he didn't kill her. When he freed her from the table, I got a thought of, has Dexter ever killed a woman on his table? I can't think of any offhand. Perhaps your good self or the listeners might. Anyways, thanks for all your good work. I must finally sort out the iTunes review from your very tired fan in Ireland. And she uh, thanks to gives thanks to Obama for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she, we, we've mentioned, haven't we? She has uh, Dexter has killed women on his table before. There was uh, mm-hmm. Zoe Kruger, um, and there were those two. There was a woman in season one. Uh, there were those yeah, two um, who were doing the human trafficking. Jorge Car- uh, Castillo and Castillo. I- yeah. But I, oh, I don't remember his wife's name. I, I pride myself on this kind of stuff, and I can't recall his wife's name. Uh, it yeah. was um, Love American Style was the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also he killed, you know, we saw in season six when he, he was about to throw his blood slides off the boat. We saw he had killed the uh, the Black Widow uh, before. Um, Cindy Landon, I think her name was. Oh. Um, remember? And she was like, I'll fuck you if you, um, if you let me go. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. We don't s- and, and there was yeah. also his, his first kill was a woman. That's a, true. A nurse, nurse, nurse death that Harry essentially yeah. said, get her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go get her, son. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he has, he's, he's obviously not, uh, we can't accuse Dexter of being um, sexist in any way. Yeah. Uh, so, so thanks very much, Sandy. Uh, we've got one more voicemail that, again, is about, um, it's over five minutes long, so... Um, We'll, we'll probably cut in and, and comment as we go along, so we're not. Um, otherwise, we might forget. <laughs> yeah. If we wait till the end. Uh, here we go. Hi, Gareth. This is Chris calling from the west of Scotland. Um, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller to the show. Thought I would phone up and give some feedback for the latest episode of Dexter uh, Swim Deep. Um, I've not written any notes or anything about the episode, but. I thought I would give more of my general feelings and how season seven has started and how, how it's progressed so far. So I hope to maybe be included in a podcast. First of all, I'd like to say absolutely love the podcast. It really enhances my viewing of Dexter and it, and it has done um, for a few few seasons now. So a big well done to you. I would also like to give Travis a shout out for last oh, week. I thought he was oh. fantastic filling in for you. Um, kept me chuckling on my away to and from work so that was great as well well done Travis oh, thank um, you just generally I've been enjoying this season um, I'm of the of the opinion that season 5 and, and season 6 were quite weak with regards to other seasons of Dexter yep. but season 7 uh, and it been the breakneck pace and how it's progressed so far has really really got me back on board and back hooked I've never really left Dexter I love it it's one of my favourite shows but I was losing a bit of my well, I must see this straight away feeling um, with regards to it. And now I'm, I'm watching the episode on a Monday after it's aired in America and at the end of every episode I'm feeling like I really want to see the next episode. So so that's obviously a great indicator of how um, much I'm enjoying it and how much I think um, Season 7 has been good so far. Um, I'll maybe give a few general points that may have been covered by some of your other listeners, but if you can indulge me that would be great. And the latest episode swim deep, I thought, was a little, wasn't as fast-paced as the other episodes. It was still very much enjoyable and still progressed um, several plot lines. And, and really, I think everybody in the show has got something something to do, which has um, been a critic- 
through them I know some of the other listeners in the past the only person I feel who's not really integrated as much as Batista you know in the latest episode they've been hinting about him retiring and things like that so maybe struggling for things to to tie him into the main storyline who knows what's going to happen he's a great actor I love him um, like the character but I'd like to see him intertwine with the main storyline um, if possible yeah, um, Dexter and, and Deb uh, storyline is progressing nicely as well it's, it's very interesting um, every scene they have together and much like other listeners I've been really enjoying that as well um, the end scene I don't know I, I, I see it coming um, I didn't think Dexter was going to kill her um, so I think that was maybe a Oh, hang on. <laughs> He's not talking about swim deep, is he? He's talking about do the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was starting to think that, and then when he mentioned the end scene, I thought, no, definitely he's talking about uh, the latest one. Uh, yeah. He mentioned Swim Deep, and that was, of course, the, the previous one. But yeah, well, he had certainly listened to last week's podcast, so... Yes, of course. Yeah, it's got the, sure. the wrong episode title, and he, he, he did send the, the voicemail today, and he says he watches on a Monday, so... that. That all makes sense. So he's talking about do all the right. wrong thing. Sorry, Chris, I'll let you continue. A bit predictable. And I don't know about you, but in a way it made me not like Dexter very much because he knows, um, I know her name's Yvonne in real life, or, uh, oh, sorry, Hannah McKee in the show. He knows she's, or he's pretty much positive she's responsible for at least three deaths. Um, her husband, um, the lady who owned the, the flower nursery, and uh, the victim that um, Dexter sort of caught her out and, and figured out that it was her that did the killing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it sort of, I was sort of likening it back to the Lumen storyline, and you could see why, even though it was soon after Rita's death, that he had that connection with Lumen. But this time, he knows this woman's a killer and she fits the code. and let's be honest she's absolutely smoking hot um, <laughs> so maybe Dexter's libido got the better of him I don't know I don't know so it made me dislike um, Dexter a, a, a little bit and I'm, normally I'm, I'm really rooting for him so I don't know maybe I can see why he says that. that you could talk about or maybe you'll, you'll already have covered that in your yeah. podcast um, I wanted to bring up another point um, the Dexter Deb love storyline which I wasn't a fan of and, it, and it, it really put me off at the end of season 6 it does seem as if they've dropped it now and I hope they have but on the first episode of this season during the recap there was a part um, where it was Deborah saying I thought it was Dexter I should say saying that he was he, he wasn't really capable of love but if he was capable of loving someone it would be Deborah. and I feel as if they used that, that comment out of context I don't Dexter wasn't meaning that in any sort of romantic way. He was just meaning it in, in a general, if I could have the, the sort of love emotion, it would be for his sister, um, Deborah. So when I heard that in, in the recap for episode one, I was really worried that they were going to keep going with this. Um, so I'm glad they've dropped it. I hope. Sorry, I'll just, just pause it there. The, the recaps and, and previously on Dexter uh, segments, I, I'm not certain that it's the writers that make those i i think quite often it's it's the network that put those together i, I don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts on that choice but that's i'm sure i've heard that before about yeah other shows. I, I think it's uh yeah it's got to be some some network i don't i don't 
Well, I imagine the producers would have final say over it, but maybe they just didn't, you know, uh, Scott Buck didn't care. Um, I know that on some shows, Dexter isn't one of them, but Breaking Bad is. They didn't even include the previously ons on the DVDs. Like, they're not considered a part of, like, the package. Mm. Um, but I imagine Scott Buck would probably have final say in the final cut of the episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and quite in, in all probability, he, he saw the, um, he'll have seen the previously on, uh, before it airs. And, mm-hmm. and in the first episode this season, they did do a very thorough, uh, recap, didn't they, of essentially the whole show so far? Yeah. <laughs> but the bit they showed about Dexter saying about, if I, if I have feelings for anybody, it would be Deb. I, I don't know if that was to suggest that he'd have romantic feelings, but, um, I think it just shows that he cares about her. And it, it just raises the stakes and, and. Yeah just sort of sets his stall out, his position, that um, Deb's in this place and, and Dexter cares about her, he's concerned. Anyway, okay, so uh, let's get back to um, Chris. Here we go. Quick other thing. Um, great job doing the podcast. Love it. Please keep it up. It, it really, I know it's, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but it's really enjoyable um, to, to listen to and I really look forward to downloading it after I've watched the episode and, and it really enhances my viewing and sometimes it makes me think more about things I might have not thought about or things I've missed. Um, I've left you a five-star rating on iTunes previously. Thanks, uh, very much deserved. Um, so, so keep it going and I hope to contribute a bit more. I'm a member of the Facebook page as well, so I'll, I'll keep doing that as well and um, supporting the podcast. So, so keep up the good work and hopefully Dexter continues to be fantastic this season because it's been really enjoyable. There's a lot of plot points up in the air um, that are really exciting and I can see it all being tied together. So keep up the good work. This is Chris from Scotland. I hope that all your international users from America, uh, listeners, sorry, from America, etc., can understand my uh-huh. thick accent and I hope, uh, I hope you can as well, Gareth. Um, great job again and hope to contribute again in the future. All the best from not-so-sunny Scotland. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Chris. He's polite. I like Chris. Yeah. Long time you remember? First time caller. Yeah, you remember like a year or two ago? I used to be the only voice other than you. I'm liking that we're getting a lot of voicemails now. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I think um, the rewatches, uh, I, they certainly don't get the same number of downloads as, as the latest mm-hmm. seasons, which, which is probably to be expected. There's more interest in the new the new stuff. Uh, and, and there are, as, as you'll know, Travis, from your long-term listening, that... Uh, there, there are listeners who uh, who come out um, every autumn and, and contribute uh, regularly yeah. through those 12 weeks, and then uh, we don't hear from them again until the following season, which is fine. Yeah. You know, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, any, anyone who takes the time to to email in or, or phone in is um, is much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, Chris echoed quite a few of our thoughts there. So thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, he's, he's posted on the Facebook page today as well. Uh, and, and that just about brings us to the end of the uh, the feedback. I have noticed while we've been recording, when I refresh the Facebook page, Bob DeGrand has, has posted on there with uh, a couple of comments. He hosts the... Uh, um, oh, God, what's it called? The Dexter... Um, it's the Rewatch podcast. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I can't help you here. Oh man, I'm a member of their Facebook page, the Dexter Cast, of course. Bloody hell! 
Sorry, Bob. <laughs> My mind drew a complete blank there. I wanted to call it the Dexter podcast, but of course that's um, that's that's in the list of where are they now. Yeah, Bob has posted to say, and of course now I've clicked off it to find the podcast name. Uh, you're listening to Dissecting Dexter Live. Um, <laughs> he says, I'm liking some things that are happening a bit less than earlier season plots. I fear for Batista now that he's talking about retiring, and I think that Deb never would have used the tone of voice with him that she did in the last episode. I do like LaGuerta trying to track down the Bay Harbour Butcher. I'm always uncomfortable with Quinn. His character seems to change constantly, and taking the risk he is for a stripper he is known briefly seems questionable. One guess I have is that Hannah will kill someone who is threatening Dexter this season. Thanks, Bob. Curtis Larson posted a response to that, asking if it might be LaGuerta. Yeah, quite possibly. Maybe it'll be Hannah, maybe it'll be Deb. Um, either could do it to uh, to protect Dexter. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously you, you, you share uh, my um, questioning Quinn's motivation for... Uh, Sticking up or, or sticking up for or protecting Nadia. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's he's, he's her knight. He's a knight in shining armour. Right. So yeah, that's that's the feedback for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, the usual uh, call-in numbers in the US it is six four six two 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 six one two two, and that number is also accessible uh, internationally. Uh, if, if you want to dial the US dialing code, it would be much cheaper if you, if you are coming from international places uh, to just send me a voice recording, uh, as some of you do, using uh, iPhone or recording on your PC or other handheld communications device. Uh, and email it to me at dissectingdexter at gmail.com, where you could also just send an email, as many of you do. Uh, the listener line in the UK is 0844 and you enter mailbox 08320. There's also Twitter, at Dissect Dexter, or my personal Twitter, which is at Gareth underscore UK, and the Facebook page. Jump onto Facebook, search for Dissecting Dexter, and you'll find it. Next time on Dissecting Dexter. Okay, the next episode in Season 7 is called Chemistry, uh, and I think we saw a bit of that in action this week. Um, predictions for next episode beyond Dexter and Hannah laying there smoking a cigarette. Um, I, I, I don't have it in me to um, <laughs> to predict at the moment, but uh, Travis is still with me, and he, yeah. uh, well, you, Travis, I believe you've, you've got uh, got some thoughts about what might be coming up uh, further on in the season. I just had one thought, and this could be like at the finale or as Heath was talking about, like the penultimate episode, the episode before the finale, this is the thought that I had when we were talking earlier. And I just had this thought. I bet you this is going to go down. Dexter is going to finally get his shit together. He's going to decide, all right, I got to kill Hannah. It's going down tonight. He's going to do it. And then she's going to drop this bombshell. Dexter, I'm pregnant. I'm betting Uh. you dollars to donuts. That's what's going to happen. Cause then, you know, Oh no, I know I fucked up raising my other son, but surely I'll do good this time. (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah. I'm, bet, I'm betting that's gonna happen, you know, because they didn't. I don't know. Dexter was riding bareback in the, the last episode, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, flying without a safety net. Yeah, so I, that's just really the only 
prediction that I have. That just came to me like, oh, no, no. Yeah, well, that's no. that's certainly a, a bolder prediction than uh, uh, the, the one simply that Hannah and Dexter are going to do the, the yeah. duty. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good one. And, right. and pff, who knows, if, if Yvonne Strahovski is signed up for two seasons, then that's definitely a possibility, isn't it? Yeah. Um, God, what this chance my, that kid have? <laughs> yeah, this is my Professor Geller of this season. This is what I'm predicting right, right. now. Well, you heard it first here, folks. Yeah, all right, yeah, post uh, online. You heard it dissecting Dexter. <laughs> Anyone who's still with us, because this is uh, this is surely the longest dissecting Dexter ever. But um, we've you know we've had a nice bit of feedback, and, it, and it's been great to uh, mm-hmm. go through the feedback with with you as well to get get someone else's take on uh, on, on listeners' thoughts. And obviously, we had a, a good chat with Heath as well, and, and uh, certainly uh, dissected the uh, the Dexter Hannah thing. I think. Uh, Pretty thoroughly, so um, hopefully we've given the list, given the listeners some some fun and uh, yeah. some some food for thought. So with that, I shall say uh, again, thanks very much to Heath uh, for for joining us, and uh, thanks to you, Travis, not just for for joining me tonight, but uh, also once again for your your sterling work last my week. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. Much appreciated. Um, and uh, look forward to your, your voicemail next week. Yeah. So, um, actually, before we go, I should just give you the, the opportunity to once again plug your your latest project. Do you want to? Do you want to do oh, that? it is. Yeah, I'll do. Be super quick. Uh, Angry Little Asian Girl. It's a new show that I've been working on. Um, I didn't create anything. I'm just an animator, and I do like sound stuff on it. Uh, Margaret Cho, the com- famous Emmy Award uh, nominated comedian. She's attached to it, so you know it's for real. It's on a network called Mnet, which not all cable providers get, but you can see the first two episodes that sneak peeked online at Mnet.com. You go to the studio part. My name's in the credits. You can tell all your friends, oh, I know that guy. Look, I know a celebrity. Look. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, it, it's, I think it's funny. I'm not, I hope I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid. I genuinely think it's a, it's a pretty funny show. It is. It's, it's pretty good fun. Um, and, and if listeners want to get in touch with you, how, how are they best doing that? Would it be Facebook? Yeah, I just, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm on the page, Travis Shefflin. Um, I'll add anybody. I don't mean to to devalue my friendship with you, but, you know, I, I don't like hurting people's feelings. I will I'll remove you if you're an asshole, but I'll, add, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. I'll add anybody. Can't say fairer than that. Yeah. Okay, so thanks again. And, and with that, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bid you good night. And uh, for the listeners who have stuck with us through what probably isn't far short of a three-hour podcast, who'd have thunk it? Um, I'm bushed. It's five past midnight. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, and I'll say thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for your support, as always, and your feedback and, and all that good stuff. And uh, until we get together again to dissect some more Dexter, it's bye for now. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.